This has to do with something we talked about earlier today. Justin hid the screen for me so I can't see what this right. awful concoction yeah. is. Okay, you ready to know what it is? Yeah. It's a, it's a day of rejoicing so that you can listen to... Oh my god. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Paris Hilton has music? Oh yeah, she's on Young Money. Get to Lil Wayne's part. I gotta hear that. <laughs> Oh my, turn this off. Turn it off. Her ass, but what? Don't she never slacks without a button up. I rolled the dice and looked up. I'm all in, I'm all in. More money, more problems. More money will sell them. It's why I'm seeing big bitch. Paris, do you speak French? I get special treatment. Girl, turn over good defense. We turn down for what? Tomorrow is. Okay. He just said more money, more problems. More money would solve them. Yeah. It's uh, that's it's being not clever. Lil Wayne's worst. I think my favorite Lil it's Wayne recent really memory clever. is still "I'm sharp like a pine cone." Yeah, that's Which a good is one. Not sharp, no. <laughs> so, uh, well, the reason I, put, <coughs> I chose that the song Paris was making music. I hadn't heard any. Well, the reason I chose that song was because if you remember earlier today on Time Magazine's website, on mm. the front page, mm-hmm. was that uh, Kim Kardashian and Paris Hilton are friends again. Yeah, so I sent that you know, to Justin because I. If anybody was wondering, are are a horrible, you know, uh, cloud of darkness we've been living under for all these years when they weren't friends is uh, finally gone. Here's the, the thing, sun, too. The it's, sunshine is finally out again. I'm the last person usually to be like, oh, fuck America's, like, culture and obsessed with celebrity and stuff. But I'm like, I don't hold time to some crazy regard. I don't give a fuck about Time Magazine. But is that really the main thing on your website? Is that her and Kim Kardashian are friends again? Yeah, well, no, I mean, I hold time to a higher standard. They should be held well, to Higher one. than, like, yeah, E or something like that, Yeah, it's not, but it's I not like you like, went to TMZ's website, you right. know? And not only that. <laughs> there's supposed to be a news, like, an actual news magazine that covers things like they're supposed to be respected. Not... It's such an irrelevant fucking thing where it's <clears> like, I get that there's a few people that care, but even, like, your normal ditzy person that kind of pays attention to celebrity stuff, I can't imagine cares that much if they see it. Like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> two, two washed up amateur porn actresses are friends again. Man, they ain't washed up, man. You seen Kim Kardashian's ass? Thing is huge. I don't mother- want to ever see it. I think she. I've never thought she was attractive. Everybody I always just, talked about I agree. that. And I was just like. Let me say disagree. I was listening to a podcast I really like today <clears throat> called Brilliant Idiots. I don't know if you ever listened to that. Hmm. I enjoy it, but it's like comedian Andrew Schultz and Charlemagne, the guy that does like. Uh, hip-hop show on some big radio station i don't know but it was funny but they're talking about kim kardashian about how she's like one of the most beautiful girls they've ever seen and like unattainable and i was just like how there's so many more celebrity women i could definitely identify as way more attractive to me and granted it's all taste like, yeah it's it's opinion but they were just like i don't know i, I literally agree with you i don't like 
I could walk through the mall close to here, literally, and see 20 more girls that I find more pretty. And here's the thing, anybody listening and people are like, well, who cares? Why do you have to judge people on pretty? It's because we're talking about someone that has nothing else to offer because they're no. famous for nothing. Well, it's not and, like and we have anything else to talk about Kim Kardashian. She, she, the reason that you talk about it that way is because she perpetuates uh, like an air of wanting to be like beautiful and like exactly. that's all she cares so about Justin is how and I, she looks. And the two last dudes that sit around me like, that person's ugly, that person's attractive, yeah. but with Kim Kardashian... That's it. There's nothing else to offer. Yeah, she's, that's, so what she, that's, that's what she wants. Is she yeah. wants to be the pretty, you know. She, I mean, she doesn't have any real merits other than that. She, I'm not sure and that's the anything. worst thing is, is like, it's like I hate to say that about somebody. Because, I mean, I'm sure, whatever, she probably isn't as bad as, like, everybody acts like. But Maybe not. But the way she portrays herself in every bit of her life is the shittiest way possible. You know what I mean? Like, she signed on, she signed a marriage license to marry a guy on television so she could make money yep so they could get divorced you know mm-hmm. 70 days later or whatever it was and then she marries Kanye West not because she gives a shit about him right. but because it's a power move it's a way to stay relevant relevant yeah they because have a child if she doesn't it's keep a doing big stuff you know, like that she's not talented in anything else no. other than being like well now I don't there's know the, the word but i mean like that's what i mean <clears throat> is if she doesn't keep on marrying these stars she has no way to stay in the news. Right. Yeah. No and that's like, what that's what's anything. happening now is like I'm pretty sure that they're getting a divorce soon. So she's gotta find somebody else to well, marry. We just bought her those six Burger Kings for oh, her birthday. Man, I know he's I mean, gonna be so mad. <laughs> but uh welcome to Big Snackers, episode thirty four, thirty three. No, thirty seven. Is it? Yeah. Really? I think so. Welcome to thirty seven. I guess we did two last week. Yeah. Uh we have a packed episode today, honestly. We are going to even <clears throat> skip some things I originally want to talk about because I think uh, we have enough to talk about to last us for hours. So oh, we're not we're all, we're getting right to it right uh, now. Yeah, I was going to say um, <laughs> we have a few things about. We have Mike from MXPX calling in today. Very excited about that. And uh, I think we have two main things we want to talk about. Is uh, and actually one of them. Well, I guess we want to do a couple questions first, or. Oh, I don't care. Whatever you want to do is fine. Or do you want to get right into it? I mean, there's not a whole lot. We can just go through them real quick. I have a couple as well, but uh, we can, I'll just pick one or two. But yeah, go ahead. Um, let's do it. Let's get them out of the way. First one is a guy wrote in. Anonymous guy wrote in and said, I'm more of an ass guy. Okay. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, my friend. Me too. Um, next one, guy said, would you fight Rivers Cuomo? Yes, I would. Would I fight him? Yeah. Um, like... If he like attacked me, or just would I walk up to him and like just sucker like, punch uh, him? I don't know. It's a weird question. Like, would you fight him in a sanctioned, uh, like arena? Like, uh, both of you agree to it? There's no. I, I guess I feel like either you or I fighting Rivers Cuomo would be sad and not really fair to him. Like, we're both about four times bigger than him. Oh man, he plays pr- soccer. Probably man. beat him pretty bad. But I mean, like, if if this is like a correlation of saying. Do I think Weezer's gotten bad enough? Bad enough? I want to fight Rivers Cuomo? No, but if I could like get on TV in like a pay per view sanctioned fight and fight him, I just for sport. Sure, I uh, yeah, I fight him. I guess after hearing that song last week, I feel like they have. So I, I like someone that song. should punch him in the face. They've made worse songs. Someone should punch him in the face hard enough that he stops writing bad songs. That's fair enough. I don't know if they have written worse songs. Uh, that song that was on Ratitude with Lil Wayne called "Can't Stop Partying." Yeah, that was might legit be one of the worst things I've ever. Heard. Yeah, it's bad, but that still is down there with it, I think. 
I know you like it. I don't I know why do. the fuck you like it. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you can like it, but that you're, being said, you're a fucking idiot. It's not. It's not that I don't. It's not that I'm taking back. I do still like it. I listen to it a few more times throughout the week. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely. I. It's not like I'm going to listen to it like down the road, like always mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I don't know why you're looking at me like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Stop. No, I don't like this. What else do you think? I don't think anything right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You're creeping me out, man. Mm-hmm. Shut up, Diff's gonna come over. <laughs> so, let's <sighs> move on to uh, the next guy. Said, "How do you feel about the PC punk age we seem to be in? I'm all for unity and everyone feeling welcome, but punk's always been about that. Having to worry about offending people to the extent it seems to be at now takes the punk out of punk rock. The joke made about Tiger's Jaw is a great example of this. I mean, I think we've covered this. Yeah, we've talked about a it. Lot, Justin but- and I are not fans of." I mean, well, not to speak for you. I just know we've talked no. about it enough, obviously. Uh, everyone is overly PC to the point now where it's just like this. I'll sum it up extremely fast, in my opinion. I'm the first person that would stand up for anybody's rights. I don't need to justify anything I do because anyone that knows me knows that I'm not sexist in any way. I'm not misogynist. I am very against those things. And regular conversations with my friends, I talk about stuff like that all the time. You and I talk about it. And everyone should be treated fairly and equally without any question. Mm-hmm. But people being so oversensitive in this day and age to the point where it's like you get reprimanded if you don't agree with everyone else, I think has gotten to a ridiculous point. Yeah, it absolutely is. I hate it. Yeah. I mean, this. if you can't figure out someone's intent from when they say something in a joking manner or whatever, if you're too fucking stuck up your own ass to to acknowledge that people can make jokes, right? and just because you don't think it's funny doesn't mean other people do, then, you know... Honestly, you can go fuck yourself. I, I like I'm done. Like, I completely agree. I've I've been done for a while giving a shit about respecting everyone's beliefs because I don't think that I think that inherently by being ultra PC and telling people what they should think and if they don't agree with you or if they say something that's even off color a little bit and they have to apologize for something, right? Then you're not respecting their beliefs. You know what I mean? Like, there's no two-way road about it. I, and I, I'm not saying about people who are actually misogynist or actually homophobic well, no, or actually racist or whatever. Even more. Yeah, but. they're horrible. But when someone clearly understands the issue at hand and just doesn't feel the need to apologize because they were making a joke or something like that, then you don't have the fucking right to tell them that they're wrong. Exactly. Because, so, my question to people who do that oh, is... is you just you want someone just to apologize so you can so you can point to the fact that they apologized so they were wrong. Right. You don't want them to actually understand why they were wrong or agree with you and then apologize from a place that actually matters, which means that they would probably correct their behavior or whatever if they actually believed in it. They just want the apology to be on public records so they can be like, "Look, we won. We exactly. won that one." Even though they the person doesn't fucking get why they're apologizing in the first place. Most of so, the time, no. And that's just it, is A, are you really so satisfied with the half-assed apology from someone that doesn't get it? And B, I, the last thing I want to do is harp on this subject for a long time, which I'm not going to, but it's no, much like when the Tiger's Jaw thing happened when I said that. Honestly, what I said wasn't that funny, and I realized that it's not like I took it way over the top, but it was just like a joke that was kind of too far and wasn't that funny because I was just being stupid. But then at the same time, it's when people ask me if I was going to apologize or if I was going to at least a statement, I said no, is because I'd much rather get on here like we did, be an adult, and talk about it. Because yeah. that's way better to me than just well, being like, hey, internet, I'm really I'm sorry. sorry. Because yeah, if I yeah. say a joke, even that I admitted within one minute of saying it, 
wasn't really that funny and took it back. But at the same time, if you think you can just hear that joke, get online and say that I'm a sexist or I'm a rape advocate without ever knowing me or meeting me, then you're an asshole and you have no foundation to say something like that at all. It makes zero sense. It'd be like, find a person on this planet that you could go back through and they haven't said something over the top or something they'd take back. You know what I mean? It's like... If you judge oh, yeah, them on that, that's the other thing. Yeah, I mean, like, give me a break. That's the fucking thing that I always think is funny is like all the PC punks and a lot of the PC people, they always act like everything is a bridge too far. And it's like, please, I want you to always write down everything you say, and I want someone else to go over it with a fine tooth comb, please, just to make sure that you didn't say anything objectionable that day to your fucking precious cause. That's the same conversation I had to have over and over with people after that happened. Because people would ask me about it, because we do this podcast, so it's like, obviously, we talk or whatever. Right. And I was like, and like someone was like, well, in the episode when we talked about it, uh, Ryan didn't even apologize. No, and I, was I didn't like, apologize. And I was like, that's because Ryan didn't think he did anything wrong, and <laughs> I don't think he did anything wrong either. Uh, I Look, the thing is, is that like you make a joke, and if, if people are going to harp on someone for making a joke, just if you come see me live sometime, please leave that fucking attitude at the door. Because yeah. I say a lot fucking worse shit than Ryan ever did. Like, I mean, it, it, this is, and I was like, and I made that point. I was like, they were like, well, he should have apologized. And I was like, you would rather that someone apologize without understanding why they're apologizing just to do it than yeah. have them rationally say to you, I'm not apologizing because I don't think I should. That I don't have that same stance. Like, what's the point of the apology? And that, I that's what I'm still did. trying I did it to on get. Stage. I didn't apologize. I took it back because it wasn't funny. And if that's not good enough for you, fine. Right. Don't like me anymore. Yeah. I was going to say, to put it in the best perspective, and I think this is the best example that a lot of people probably don't know or it happened too long ago. I know that you know. Yeah. Is Eminem and Benzino. Which here's the thing. You're probably like, who's Benzino? Exactly. Yeah. Because this sums up perfectly the same attitude as a lot of these people is I guess when Eminem was like literally 15 or 16, I think, he recorded a song. Like, this is before he'd ever made a record, before anything knew about him. And I guess he'd gotten dumped by a black girl, and he was really angry. And point blank on the song, like, you can probably look up on the internet, he calls her a nigger. Yeah. It's completely wrong, but here's the thing. Benzino dug this song up and came out and tried to, like, uncover this huge truth. Like, Eminem is a racist and this and that. And Eminem also came out smartly and did similar to what I did and just came out and was like, listen, I was a kid, I was wrong, I was stupid. Yeah. I said something really wrong, and he was like, this was literally 15 years ago. And no one thinks Eminem's a racist. Yeah. 50 Cent and Dr. Dre even came out and were just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, he's, he's one not. of our best friends. This guy said something when he was a kid that was stupid. He's not a racist. No. No one thinks that, he's a racist. Yeah, and that's, that's why Everyone knows he's not a racist. That's why I always think it's funny is, like, there's this weird thing that happens where like like it's kind of like during like any presidential election or whatever somebody always brings up something that somebody did when they were in college and it's like you're talking about near 50 year old men running for the most most the most powerful office arguably in the world what the fuck do you care about something they did 30 some odd years ago you shouldn't Everybody in college did a dumb, like, everybody did dumb. In fact, if you go on college campus right now, you're going to see people who are future senators and shit, and they're the dumbest human beings on earth, and you wish that they would fucking fall off a cliff. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this stuff makes people uncomfortable. It's, I guarantee you when I just said the N-word, people were just like, whoa, 
And yeah. it's like, I'm not going to say it again because I only said it in the context to of explain what how, serious, right. how serious I'm quoting that. And that's the other thing is like, you can't... It's a horrible word. People can't... You can't get mad at someone for saying something in context because here's here's what the problem is. is like people want to have this discussion about these things, but they don't want any of the language to be used and they don't want to look at it in context of anything. Right. Like they just want things to be fair and they just want things to be what they want them well, to be, what? but they don't want to put in the fucking work to yeah. have it happen. So that's the reason why we've said before, and I'll say it a million times over, and if anybody wants to, any fucking person who has a problem with anything we say on here, you're welcome to come on here and talk to us about it. Any band that's ever had a problem with us, any, Absolutely. And we any other person in the world that wants to, I don't have a problem with you. I'm not going to get mad at you. I just want to no, understand. We're not even going to cut you yeah. off. We're going to let you say your entire point. And yeah. I'm always open to debate this stuff, but... And there's no debate because, for the most part, we fucking agree with each other. I just did it. We probably just feel like, the same way. Yeah. I just I don't just, even want to say just PC calm punk down. anymore. No. It's not even a PC thing. I believe in all equal rights. It's obvious. I don't need to defend myself. It's not PC. It's just people being overly sensitive because they want a reason to argue and complain. Yeah. And act like they want to pat themselves on the back and be like, well, I'm better than that. Yeah, that's the worst but you're part. Not. That's so. the worst part about it because I guarantee any of those people who have anything to say about it, any of those bands who had something to say about it, if you came on, we would not be arguing about whether or not we agree with each other. You would just be arguing about the fact that you're mad that something came out of somebody's mouth that guess you what? I don't clearly like. don't ever think that you should just jump up on... Forget the stage. You should never in any circumstance go up to a person you don't know and kiss them on the mouth. No. No fucking shit. No. That's obvious. But, so, what I feel about people that are overly sensitive nowadays in our scene are that it's really annoying. And it seems to only be getting worse. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there. All right. Anyway. Do you have a cup and some ice that I could have, my friend? Yeah. Hold on. Could I? Oh, you can keep recording because oh. I'm going to tell people a story. Okay. On the way here, um, Justin, I would like to say that the BP by your house is the most magical place. Oh, it's the greatest. So on the way here, I stopped to get myself a dot DP, right? Right, Justin? Dot DP. That's Dr. Pepper out there for all the listeners that aren't hip. So, uh, but no, I stopped at the BP right up the from Justin's house. First of all, there's a Chester's chicken inside of it, which I feel like is somehow like four steps below KFC, if that's possible. And uh, everyone in that BP, literally, thank you. What is this creepy cuff? Everyone in that BP. It's a boot, bro. It is a boot. Everyone in that BP, literally, it's like the ent- entire season of the TV show Cops was there. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. So, and I didn't realize, like, I walk in, they have a Chester's Chicken, all the normal gas station snacks, a liquor section, and then a case that has half earrings in it and belly button rings mm-hmm. and knives. Mm-hmm. And then they're selling bootleg rap albums. Yeah. That they printed off on a computer. Oh, and there's also uh, so there's ridiculous. also a big rack of incense. Yeah. Um, a bunch of like weird novelty shirts that are wrapped up in plastic. Do rags. Yeah. Do rags. Uh, there's also a big rack of like DVDs that aren't like DVDs that anybody would want, but no. like honestly, there was like a two pack there of uh of this movie that came out. I can't even explain like. I think it was the 90s called Juan and the Million that stars Paul Rodriguez is terrible 
And that's that. a two-pack <laughs> with The Pest. Stop it right now. How you get those two in a two-pack and that they're on DVD is beyond me. Well, I'm going to go ahead, too, and say that I'm going to wager that at least half people in that store had felon- felonies. Oh, yeah. The most white, <laughs> was a white guy who walked thing. in one time, and the cops showed up because he was wearing a fucking bracelet on his or anklet. He's not supposed to leave the house. Wow. But he thought for some reason, because he lived arrest? pretty close to there, that it would extend or something like that. Wow. And the cops showed up and they like arrested them immediately. We, that's your clientele, and then they're literally selling liquor right next to weapons. Yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. So that's that story. And I also, found. there's a giant fishbowl of Magnum condoms right yes, by their register. I saw that. <laughs> and the guy working there called me buddy three times. Oh, yeah. It Was it me. the bald guy? Yes. Well, yeah, he's the best. And there's one other guy there who's like this little tiny... Little tiny Indian guy, and he's like, he's really, really nice. Right. He just, ha- he's like the most hilarious guy because, like, you can't really understand what he's saying half the time because he talks like very. Oh, yeah, he's been there before when yeah, I went. He's the best. Today wasn't the first time I, I went there. I, I go there frequently on the way to your house, but I just, no. today I was like, I got to talk about this. Oh, place. yeah, I love that place. place. I go I, I, I go there constantly. Do you get Chester's chicken? Because that's disgusting. Uh, No, I still haven't had it. I, it, looks it honestly can't be any worse than KFC. It just I can't. Mean, yeah. Well, I don't know, because Lee's, I think, is worse than KFC. Oh, I love Lee's. Really? Yeah. Granted, my experience is the one that's next to the Mad Hatter. Oh, yeah, that's a terrible one. There's one up the street here that's actually really good. Okay, fair enough. But uh, moving on. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, whatever happened to that mixtapes jabber split? It is done and uh, coming out soon. We're getting artwork right now done. So look at that. You thought you uncovered a big exclusive, and you you didn't. And that's it. Um. So, our friend from Carlsbad sent in this and said, found some musical gold for you guys this week. Go on YouTube and search Quack Like a Duck WTF. I've seen it. What is it? It's funny, but... uh, Is it any good, or should we just... It's funny, but I mean, we might want to save it for next week and actually talk about it, because I have a story oh, behind okay. it. Right. we got a lot to get to, and Mike's calling in 45 minutes. All right, I'll leave that out. But our buddy, we'll we get appreciate it. it. We'll get to yeah. it next week. We'll talk about it. So... Um, that's it for those. You got one? You got questions? Or yeah, you know? I'll get to those next week. I want to. Um, do you want to talk about the country thing first, or the other one? What was the other one? Oh, the guitar thing and the long article. Because I want to. Oh, I want to preface Christ. that. I have a lot to say. That's gonna take. I thought yeah. about it. Um, we should actually let's cover that later because we can probably ask Mike what he thinks about. Let's it. Let's talk about it like in about fifteen minutes. Yeah. So okay, I was gonna say I sent Justin the other day two songs. Um, we always send each other stuff back and forth, right. especially since the podcast started. Two things I found. I Like I've said on here a million times, every Tuesday I go to Spotify and go through new releases. A, to find gold to talk about on here, mm-hmm. and B, just to find cool stuff I might not have heard of, which I have. I've found some really good stuff, too. Right. Because it's like, people obviously, I think some people think we're like so cynical and like negative, but I mean, I love so much music, and there's still good stuff I find every week there's on plenty, there. There's plenty, yeah. And that's, that's why we started at the end of playing a song you might not have heard before to put out a lot of great music out there but the first one is i saw an artist named fences the yeah. new song featuring macklemore yeah i didn't know much about fences i knew it was like an indie rock band or a guy i don't really know right the song is atrocious yeah um, it's awful the first it's minute an and a half he says like three words and there's like one chord being put i don't know it's a bad song but either way and Macklemore's verse like made me realize that I think the Heist is a good record. I think the beats are amazing, the production's amazing, and he's a talented rec- rapper. We've talked about it. Yeah. But his flow is so um, similar that I realized that I'm curious to see what he's going to do with the second record. 
Because when his verse came in, it just sounded so much exactly like the heist that I was like, I don't know if he well, has a great record in him. My problem with it is, is that he tries, he's trying too hard to be that follow your dreams guy. Agreed. Instead of like telling a story or doing something interesting, he's just telling the same story over and over. And it's like, I get it, like, you came from nothing at all, and you did this, and you lived this way, and, like, whatever, but eventually you gotta get past that, because, like, like, Fences isn't some crazy thing. It's a, the guy's not a very good musician. I don't think so either, man. It's just a, it's just a stripped down version of, like, what Fun did on some nights or whatever. Very accurate. Very accurate. And that's what's popular, so of course this guy gets to be that. He's a gay artist with a bunch of tattoos who looks like a hipster guy. And so, with Macklemore course, on there right now especially, it's like, yeah, that song was made for success. I mean, yeah, yeah he's smart. No, he's that extremely smart. That song will be huge. And the thing it is... It wouldn't matter what the, it sounded like. The problem is, is like... If you're going to go out of your way to work with artists from other genres and like crossover stuff and everything, do something interesting. Not just the same thing you do every time you get behind a microphone. You know what I mean? Or in front of a microphone. Agree. And that's what it is. I don't dislike... I like Macklemore. I don't love Macklemore, but I think he is very talented. And honestly, when the heist first came out, I listened to it a lot. I was real into it. It's not that I'm not into it anymore. Like, oh, he got popular and now I don't care. Like, I just... I mean, it, it doesn't hold my interest as much as it used to. Right. But it's a good record. But uh, So the second thing I found that I sent Justin is a man named Tyler Farr, who makes fences look like the Beach Boys. Yeah. This uh, is the thing that happened here, was that I want to explain to you, though, before before we get into it, is that I actually was curious and kind of excited because I thought it was a stand-up comedy album that I have never heard of the oh, guy. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, cool, we'll see if this is funny. Because the song, I mean, I didn't, at the time, you know, on Spotify, you look at new releases, you yeah. don't know if it's a single or an album until you right. click on it. And I yeah. thought it was an album called A Guy Walks Into a Bar. Which is such a generic thing, I was like, oh, this sounds like it might be a comedian. But then... But it's not. You soon found... This is the guy who's becoming, like, the next big thing in country music, right? So, he wrote this song called Guy Walks Into a Bar. Now, we're going to play a little bit of it. Please. And I got we'll see I got why it'll, And if you don't get angry, I don't know what's wrong with you're you. You're listening to the wrong podcast. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're about to get real pissed. All right. Now, li- listen closely to these lyrics. He's clever, man. Just look at him. He looks like an extra for that, uh... Even Mark Wahlberg about the soldiers, the last one standing. Oh. (laughs) The joke's on me, it ain't funny. Everybody but me could see the punchline coming my way. He sounds like, like a parody. No, he doesn't. I've heard so many no. times I could tell yeah. the truth <laughs> you know what I mean? Me. Like, what? <laughs> Okay. He hasn't gotten to the part that I hate the most. I've left to my heart led me. Keeping it light probably helped to get me home. 
Right. That right there. <laughs> the walking, talking, drinking proof is one of the most f- like overly forced, clever lines. The whole song is a testament to how clever he thinks he is, or how clever that songwriter who wrote that for him thinks he is. I, he probably writes his own. Songs. I would imagine mostly because he, of what we're going to get to next. Well, which before? We no, we're not going to do that right now. But I'm saying we'll his, talk about this other one. He first. sounds like he's parodying himself, like. Absolutely. Modern country, I think at this point, I think our podcast is basically just waging war with modern country. No, I am. I'm okay with that because we're starting to get enough downloads where I think maybe eventually we could start talking to some of these people. I think it's definitely possible. I want him on our podcast because I want to know. I have a lot of questions. I want to know if he's just dumb as rocks or if. Or if he's the smartest man alive. Right, and I don't think that's the case. But I, like him and Toby Keith, and you know any of this, uh, Luke Bryan, do they just sit down and like write this stuff and think it's genuinely good? You know what I mean? Like, do you think in their hearts they believe in what they're doing? Like, I'm so curious. I think a few of them do, but I think by and large, no. I think it's just a job for them. You know, it doesn't I mean? make it better. Like anything. At all. No, it's not. It actually makes it worse. I agree. Because if somebody actually believed in that shit, I would respect them more because they'd be like, yeah, I believe in it. And I'd be like, all right, fair enough. But if somebody's like, oh, no, I just make money off fucking idiots who uh, really want this lifestyle to be sold to them. Exactly. And it's like the people that say, oh, well, it's not that I I don't like his comedy, but I respect Larry the Cable Guy because it's a joke. And it's like, no, I respect him so much less. Yeah. Because. Because if he really was a crazy redneck. I'd be fine with oh, it. Yeah, absolutely. Because at least he's just better. a crazy redneck. But the dude, I mean, people are like, he's just making money off idiots. I'm like, yeah, and I have a problem with that. Yeah. I yeah, mean, a huge like, problem I, with that. Because here's, the, here's what I think. It's that if you believe in that dumb shit, at least your mind can be changed at some point, maybe. Right. <laughs> if you don't and all you're doing it for is to make money... Your mind won't be changed because the money's too fucking good, and you don't see that you're part of the problem. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, you, if you are actively contributing to people believing that that lifestyle is healthy and good, then you're a, a bad person. Absolutely, you, know what I mean? you are. Because you're basically empowering a bunch of people, and it's not that he makes racist jokes, but you're empowering a bunch of people who get into this idea of like true sexism. And racism, and making them feel like it's okay. Yeah, is essentially you know what I mean. Yeah, like, because yeah, I mean, you're you're not you're that's not okay. You're, like. you're passive. You're you're passively complicit complicit in the ideals that they want to uphold, which is rebel flags and exactly. you know destroying the environment because they think that a black guy is wrong about something, and they <laughs> won't just admit it. You know what I mean? Like you're Ugh. you're you're actively like doing things. Like, you're basically saying that you agree with them and that society should be that way. Like a shitty redneck paradise full of assholes who drive loud trucks. And I know. And act like that is a replacement for being intelligent. And I know some people listening are probably like, well, I don't think that stuff's funny, but if they're just making money off of it, I mean... That's people that buy its fault. And what we're going to prove to you right now is yeah. that it's not okay. It's not okay. Is that that song's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And if this guy this is, what is joking happened, or serious, right. 
this is the least okay, insane, psychotic thing I have heard in a long time. So he sent me that song the other day, and I hadn't really looked into this guy at all other than to listen to that song, and I was like, okay, well, that was horrible, but he's just trying to be clever for the sake of being clever. Right. Then today when I was at work, they had the radio on, as they normally do with the country station on, and this song came on and is now very popular. And, and uh, I, if you... No one listening, obviously, I know, really likes this or listens to this. No. I, I'm assuming. No, no. <laughs> Even like, and I'm sorry that you had to hear it so much, but what we want you to do is listen to what the intention of this song is. Okay? This song is it's psychotic. Yeah. I can't all believe... we can do is just play it and let you yeah, hear. Absolutely. All right, here we go. Now just listen closely to what this song is Every about. Every lyric. We'll just go through the chorus. Gonna drive like hell through your neighborhood. It's already uneasy. Park this silver right on your front lawn. Yeah. <laughs> Crank up a little hike. Sit on the hood and drink. I'm about to get my pistol phone. I'm gonna aim my headlights into your bedroom window. Yeah. Throw empty beer cans at both of your shadows. I didn't come here to start a fight, but I'm up for anything tonight. So we don't really have to go much further than this. Can you tell me if that song's not about a guy that is going to go to his ex-girlfriend's house and murder her and her new boyfriend? Yeah. This okay, I but mean, like, but we've paused it here and understand the song gets worse from there. It does. Uh, you can look it up yourself. Put it on the blog, please. Oh, I'm going to. <laughs> now, we're not going to play the whole thing, obviously. What we were talking about a minute ago, with saying that. Even if you're making money off of this, even if that's your only intent, and if that's this guy's only intent, that song is a fucking dangerous declaration of of something that I don't I don't appreciate the implication of. That oh, somebody found somebody new and broke up with you, so what you can do is drive your truck on their lawn and drink until someone comes out to fight you, and then you're going to get your gun out? You're a fucking maniac. And there's all these people in the fucking comments on this video. It has 12 million views. 12 and a half million views. 12 and a half million views on this fucking stupid song. Everybody on here is like, Hell yeah, if somebody left me, I'd fucking beat the shit out of them. <laughs> Go to the one, though, and I want to oh, explain yeah, the yeah, avatar this first. One right here. This guy's avatar, and this is coming from Will a person. Phelps. I am a gun owner. I like guns. I hate ignorant people and yeah. people like this. His avatar is a picture. What does it say? Uh, something. What does it say at the top? Because it's part of what I'm America. God bless America. It's his picture on YouTube, and it has a pistol filled in with the American flag. Please read what he says. Yeah. Fun, funny how, or well, actually, he says, funny now some simpletons react to a good song. 
SFs. I don't know what that means. I don't either. If you don't like the song, it tells a lot about who you are. Don't cheat and use people, and you will likely never have to worry about someone going crazy on you. Like, excuse me? Like, what? And okay. it's just like, this is the problem, is is people use, and I know it's wrong to blame art for things that happen and whatever, but people do use things like this to justify their actions. Maybe not to go out and shoot a bunch of people, whatever, but if some guy beats the shit out of a girl because she breaks up with him and then say, you know, is basically doing the same shit as in this song, this doesn't fucking help. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I also have a problem with it because if this song, like, where, where, why is this on the radio? Where are the people who are saying, hey, man, this is fucked up? If you, <laughs> I swear to fuck, if there was a rap song on the radio about this exact fucking thing, there would be no end of white people fucking outrage about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're right. And, like, I, we could go on forever. We don't even need to. It's so apparent. But it's like, yeah, I'm going to throw empty beer cans at your shadows. Yeah. You're a psychopath. Yeah. Like, why are you outside it? someone's window? <laughs> Stay home or go out with your friends. Oh, better yet, stop being a fucking baby and learn to deal with things that happen in your life. Right. Sometimes, and I'm not going to say, you know, whether you are or not, sometimes people uh, are shitty and someone realizes that and leaves them, you know, like what you just said, how you're going to drive your truck into her lawn. Maybe she realized you were that kind of guy and took the fuck off. Yeah, I think she might have made the right decision, uh, Tyler Farr. Yeah. I, uh... Can we... I want, I want to talk to this guy. This is my goal. I'm going to find his publicist. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to... I want to know why he would even <laughs> sing this song. If you looked at the lyrics of this, even if someone else wrote it, okay? He didn't write it, let's assume. If you looked at the lyrics of the song, you'd probably be like, no, this is a this is a bad move for my career. Right. I feel like this is kind of tantamount to me saying, oh, I'm just going to, it's okay to just beat the shit out of women, by Except the way. then you realize you're in modern country and it's okay <sighs> because people love it. And, that's and that the other thing, shows you the kind of people, 12 million people watch. I, I'm not saying that, th- that this is only a thing that male country artists do. No. There's a bunch of female country artists who have songs like this about pulling guns on oh, men and, crazy t- and I mean, blah, blah, blah. Dixie Chicks, their biggest hit song. Yeah, it's about putting a guy in their trunk after they killed him. Which is fucked up, too. Yeah. Uh, Except it's different because, like, girls ain't as strong as men. Right, yeah. Like, so, no, but... Oh, and also, the <laughs> other thing about this video for this... Uh, I hadn't watched the video yet, but as oh, I was I looking did. at it, I, I, they're just in a creepy, like and barn. they're kind, they're carrying like they're in a barn with a bunch of taxidermied animals and a map on the wall yeah. with like a house circled, yeah, and are. then they're carrying around like a big tub and stuff out into the swamp, and it's like, and the guys from Duck Dynasty are in there for some reason, or at least one of them is. Which, yeah, that which. What you just reminded me of, uh, to go off track for a second, is I would like to talk um, quickly about something very important to my life that uh, Justin Austin knows very well, is that I have a neighbor named yeah. Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not now. I yeah. have my house, yeah. but at my mom and dad's house. Yeah. And uh, I had a neighbor named Mary, and she is psychotic. Yeah. Probably very much than so. this guy that sings this song. And uh, the reason we know Mary at all is she's our neighbor, and we noticed years ago, um, at some point, that she would mow her lawn about four to five days a week. 
And the two things about that, well, three things, is, is the A is the obvious one is that's crazy. Mm-hmm. B, we noticed that the lawnmower was not working. The blade wasn't cutting. Yeah. She was just mowing her lawn four or five days a week. Mm-hmm. And C, she would be on it screaming, like, you fucking whore! Yeah. You son of a bitch! Like, legitimately. And, like, uh, <laughs> we weren't sure if she just had Tourette's or, like, anything, but we just knew, like, literally, like, you would walk outside in the morning and hear, like, you fucking whore! Like, right. this lady maniacally mowing her lawn. <laughs> and it was just like, oh my gosh. So one day, my dad, you know, when he was still alive, being the nice guy, went to try to offer to help her fix her lawnmower because it wasn't cutting. Oh, I forgot about and this. And she started screaming at him and, like, calling him all these names. And what it reminded me of with the uh, thing in the woods, though, is one day, my dad actually discovered this, and then he told me, Every morning at around 7 a.m., yeah, she would walk across the street into the woods with a bucket and come back without it. Yeah. And Justin knows uh, my dad found this. this is completely true. I'm not joking or exaggerating. And everyone always asks me, is like, did you go look to see if it was there? And the answer is no. No, fuck no. 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 I don't First want... of all, don't, I don't <laughs> want to see the creature she's feeding. No, I don't want that. Nor do I want her to discover me. Because mm-hmm. you know she had to place booby traps. She There's no fucking... me in my sleep. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. God, she, she was creepy. God bless Mary, but man, she is insane. Do you remember that one night when we were sitting out on your, uh, you, at your parents' house? You have like a covered, like, it used to be a deck, and then they made a kind of extension on the house that had yeah. like a pat it's like a covered like sunroom basically you remember that one night when we were sitting out there and all of a sudden she like walked past your uh deck like the out the, the deck that goes out to the driveway and she was just like walking back and forth in the dark there's no lights outside that house none at all and she's just walking back and forth in like a nightgown i do remember that and we were like we flipped out because, like, your oh. dogs started barking. We just went down to your bedroom just, like, act like we didn't see her. Yeah, because – and that was a smart thing to do. And also, about four or five years ago, I had a dog that passed away, unfortunately. And me and our friend Josh Condon went to bury it in my backyard. And it was kind of the evening. Mm-hmm. And Josh goes, listen, like, slowly just turn around, but don't be obvious about it. And I want you to keep in mind this is about 20 to 30 yards. Turn around and she's in her, like, glass – like room attached to the back of her house looking at us with a telescope yeah yeah that's <laughs> so, fine <laughs> that's fine yeah we could go on forever about mary and i will have many more stories Sp- speaking of people who are spying on you uh that like months ago i have a thing i have a joke about this but like honestly like this really did happen like months ago like uh like i leave my blinds open sometimes at night or whatever yeah. And I'd be, like, watching TV, and then one night, I was watching porn, because that's what you do sometimes. Right. Like, on your and, uh, TV? Yeah, because my computer's hooked up to my TV. Oh, okay. Um, what were you watching? Just videos online, you know, things. No, Ryan. It's not... I'm not what? Stop looking at me like that. You don't know what I was going to say. Well, anyway, that. so I got done, and I went to, like, clean up or whatever. Yeah. And I stand up, and there's a guy... Across that way, at, like in the upper window of this house, like no. with binoculars. I swear no, to God, with binoculars oh, looking oh, into my oh. house, and like he like had his other hand down. No, like, the window. yeah, and like what was weird is like I was thinking like after that I wasn't even like really that weirded out by. It. I was like, well, whatever. I don't like. I just want to watch you jerk. Yeah. Well, no, he wasn't trying to watch me. He was trying to watch the TV. How do you know? 
Because there's no way he could have seen me. Yeah, there. maybe he just wanted to. Quit licking your lips. <laughs> what? Let Ugh. me let me be me. Let me do me. And let me do you too. Anyway, he was watching that, and I was just thinking, like, that's so weird. Like, mostly because stop. What? I'm not kidding. <laughs> no, that's really like, creepy. but it's weird because like he could just as easily have the internet at his house. It's not like, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, why would he need to, like, watch my... Is my that, does he not know, like, the addresses that I do and he thinks mine's better or something? And it's not like he was old, either. Like, he couldn't figure out the internet. He's pro- he's younger than me. You you should, uh... How young? <laughs> you should, uh... <sighs> my fucking God. You should definitely talk to him someday. I don't Go want knock. to. Be like, hey, man, the other night when you were watching me jack off, I keep thinking about it. He wasn't watching me jack off. I'd like to think he was. So, in my version of this story. Well, next time I'll just stand up on the couch and just jack just stare at yeah. him. I'll get binoculars and do it to him. <laughs> we'll just stare at each other. Hand on your, on your what penis. if that like? What if that's really nice though? What do you mean? Like, what if that's a fun thing to do? That wouldn't be fun. I don't. It think. It kind of promote like brotherhood with your fellow man. No, you know, I don't really think that. That's yeah, I think exactly. that's good. No, it's not good. So everybody but... just do that. Everybody start no, looking no at other people's. That. Everybody start looking at other people's windows with binoculars and. Jacking it and then see if they no, do Justin, it too no. at the same time. And just like experience like, you know, fellowship, man. No. You listen. know? No. Come on, bros. It's time to open up. Time to open up the jack jack wagon. What are you doing? Oh, I was seeing Mike texting me. What do you say? Uh he says in a call from twenty minutes, so. Uh um <clears throat> speaking of people jacking off yes oh are we gonna get into this next one because i want to preface this um you're not prefacing shit you this never nothing you're about to say happened what oh well no. wait what were you gonna preface our next story oh you're i don't we don't need to hear these lies that you're about to tell what? They're apparently not lies. You told me they're not lies. Oh, well, yeah. No, I mean, the one part is true. I had a serious incident last night, and it sucked, and it was it was scary. But what? What was your serious incident? Why don't you tell people? I was at, I was at Big Boy, <laughs> which is a restaurant, you know, around here. Frisch's it's not, Big Boy. Not a, it's not called Big Boy. It's called Frisch's Big it's Boy. It's called Frisch's. Big Boy. No. It's not called... No, it's not! It is <laughs> yes, absolutely, it is. unequivocally not <laughs> called Frisch's Big Boy! It's called Big Boy. Oh my fucking god. It's what? called Frisch's. They serve a Big Boy. It's not <laughs> called Frisch's Big Boy. It's, yes, and it is. you referring to it as Big Boy made me worse than... Oh my fucking shit. <laughs> See, doing that... Made me so much more mad than anything else you did yesterday. So, a guy with two of his friends, they robbed me. They didn't rob you. I was eating by myself, reading the new Rolling Stone. You know, I was just sitting there. It's on Instagram. They didn't rob you. And they robbed me, and they threatened me. They did not rob you. And luckily, I reasoned with them enough to get my phone back after chasing them outside. But it was just, it was a scary situation. So you reasoned with them enough that two of them left, and then you hung out with the third guy. I didn't hang out with them, okay? What happened was, he kind of just was like stalking me and like just kind of threatening me. So, I don't know why you think it's funny. 
Because it's just you. There is no, no other guy. Yes, there is. And I told you his name. No, you even called me today acting like him. No, that was him. So he sounds exactly like you. Similar. No, exactly like you. Similar to me, yes. Then where is he now? If he's following you around all the time. I don't know. He's probably... He was in the car with you when you were driving here. (laughs) Yeah, and I stopped at BP. Oh, and he just got out and Probably to get some knives there or something. I don't know. He's psycho. So this guy wants to... Wanted your phone, stole your phone... To send me a bunch of text messages about how he was going to come on me? I, I don't know. What, what did he say? And that, hey, bro, get yourself one of them fil- fitters and tell them skanks to push back or GTFO. We ain't got time. We got we ain't got time to not be shooting loads. You feel? My loads be like bugs nuts. Straight creamy path, bruh. <laughs> Call me Sauce Truck, dip in my bag. <laughs> when little twinks like you come around my parts, I gangbang your ass till I cream. No homo, bruh. Like as in, we about to have ourselves a good old-fashioned butt battle, bruh. That's what he said to me today. Okay, this isn't even last night when he, were, when he was texting me. He, not me. Yeah, you. <laughs> uh... What? That doesn't even sound like the way I talk. What's up, joke. Steel Nuts? I got these hoes on direct. That's what you started saying today, and I told you you were lying. This has been going on a really long time. I'm trying to find where this all began, and then you started saying that it didn't happen. Oh, okay. Here we go. Man, I be running these trains, Mr. I Got's Tractor Nuts up here. <laughs> I said, excuse me. You said, Mr. Don't Trip, do them whip and do them whip its and stuff these bitches. Ain't no titties free, you heard? And I said, well, yes, I heard, but I have no clue what it means. Like, take it to the streets and keep a swift pickle in the grip. When hoes start to trip, just show me the dick. So why do I, why would I show you a dick when a lady gets upset? So that's because trip. Cause that's the hat trick. Ain't nobody see it coming. And that's when I start pumping that white creamy load all over the titty road. And that's why all these hoes and bros call me sauce truck. And I said, we are definitely discussing this tomorrow. And you said, Oh, Hey man, the craziest thing just happened with this guy had taken my phone, but not, don't worry. I got it back now. What time do you want to do tomorrow? And I said, no guy took your phone. You said, yeah, at big boy. I mean, who does that? And I said that you sound like a six-year-old man because you called it Big Boy. What's the name of it? And you said that you're, you said you were stressed and thankful that you caught the guy before he left. It was just him and his friend. Then you said there's two guys today. There were. No, no, come on. I was shaken up last night. Okay, the details were fuzzy. I said it makes no, that story makes no sense. You said, I know, right? You can't trust people nowadays. And I basically told you they can't violate your trust because you don't know them, so you wouldn't trust them anyway. They're just thieves. I'm just forgiving human being. Then you said, well, they tried to film, they tried to steal my phone and text you some weird stuff. If you don't believe me, I'm going to titty fuck a truck and shoot my cream on you. <laughs> you little motherfucker. 
And I said, see, it was you the whole time, and I don't believe you. And I, you said, no, it wasn't. You were just being a bad friend, and it's making me mad, like sexually frustrated mad. And I said, that has nothing to do with anything. You said, okay, I'm seriously going to save up a load for you tomorrow. I'm going to masturbate nine times tonight and seven more tomorrow morning and afternoon, and I'm not going to finish. I'm saving it for the evening when we record, and whoosh. I said, uh, no thank you. I didn't do anything to you. Can you do 5.30? Whoosh like an ocean in motion, baby. You'd better grab that lotion, because if I get the notion that you try to be coasting, I'm going to rape your ass. <laughs> and then you said, yeah, if your name is 5.30. Okay, then what did you say? I, I don't know, I got a corrupted... Uh... uh, no, what did you say then? I think I said... I, I'm gonna be home soon. I'm gonna go to sleep. I'll talk to you tomorrow. No, no, that's not what you said. Pretty sure. Actually. I don't recall saying anything else. You know, I was at a public gathering. I really couldn't talk very much. You said. No, I didn't say anything. I have to go pretty far back here. I said. So I said sorry about that guy trying to steal your phone. Oh no, I said. If your name is 530, you said, It's not. My name is Horace Cumlover, and you fell into my trap. I said, What? Then you made a bunch of emoji smiley faces. So what does that mean? You said, A couple things, you little shit. You just fucked your way into a big mistake. Or, more accurately, you're going to get fucked into one. I said, What? You said, I'm a big meeting bird. I'm looking for a fuckworm, you fucking little slut. So, I, I'm going to be honest. I think you're in the wrong in this situation. I don't think I am because you kept texting me the ne- like today about shit. That wasn't me. That was Diff. There's no such guy as Diff. Yes, there is. He's probably waiting for me. It's probably unsafe for me to leave. Well, you- so I'm just have to spend the night here tonight. We'll play high school. What does that mean? What do you mean? What does play high school mean? Like it'll be we'll have a sleepover. You don't have sleepovers in high school, really. We're having one tonight. <laughs> we are absolutely not. Especially no. not when you raise your yes. eyebrows at yes. me yes. like we that. fucking are. I don't want to. And quit drinking your pop like that. It's so weird. You're like... you. Ugh, this is what he's doing. The glass is almost empty. He knows all he has to do is tilt it back towards his mouth and he can have the pop that's in there. Instead, he insists on holding it near, like, level with his face and going... (laughs) When it's nowhere near your mouth. I'm a lap dog. You're not a lap dog. (laughs) Pet man. No. Um, I absolutely refuse. This next story. Yeah. Oh, my. I hurt right now. Um, I want to preface it is that I honestly thought a lot about this when we talked about it. Because instead of just, like, I think there's, like, a very generic way to have this conversation. Yeah. And then a well-thought-out way to do it. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not like we're talking, like, serious politics. They're not a big deal. But it is something, I think, very interesting. And, like, and what we're involved in, pop culture and, like, music and everything. I mean, I thought about this a lot to make sure I, I came at it from the right place and angle. And some of the things that this band said definitely, I think, are ridiculous. I don't think it's completely the band's fault the more I watched it and watched interviews with them. I wanted to well-research this before I had an opinion. Mm. I think it's more where we're at 
and the producers and the magazines and the managers' faults than the band themselves. But I think at the same time, it's so ridiculous. So I guess to explain, and then we can both you know get into it, is that there's a band that someone asked about last week called Five Seconds of Summer. Right. At the time, I didn't know anything about them. And I guess there was an article on Alternative Press about how we need this band because they're bringing guitars back. Yeah. And John Feldman, who um, is this... What? Just move your microphone uh, towards your mouth. John so Feldman, who, for those who don't know, I mean, is a huge record producer. He's done yeah. everyone from, like, The Used to Ashley Simpson to pop stars. I mean, he's a huge producer. He's a good producer, but... uh. He literally said that we need five seconds of summer because at least they're a band with guitars on the radio. And there's very obvious flaws we could point out here, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know much. So um, we just talked about it for a few minutes, but then I read the entire article, read what John Feldman said. I watched multiple live videos of this band interviews and just tried to get an idea of where all this came from. And there was one exact quote in the article that bothered the shit out of me for some reason and uh it basically i think i found do i have is it the big is it the one that's all in red the big like yes i believe i mean i'll read it if you want i was gonna say is yeah to start this conversation off this one (coughs) quote was one where i was just like okay i have so many problems with this line of thinking and what you said but what go ahead and read it as far as our vision goes, all we ever wanted to do is be seen as bringing back guitars. That's been our goal since we started. What if we could get a song in the top 20 that had guitars in it? Michael Clifford. I guess he's from the band. So right? instead of giving our opinions or my opinion, I went and looked at the top 20 songs in Billboard right now mm-hmm. in America. Yeah. And about half of them have guitars. Right. I, I'm not saying they're good. No. I'm not saying it's not half of it's not that country bullshit. And here's the thing, and I already know when I say this, there will be people that it's just such an obvious response is, well, would you rather have these horrible misogynistic country guys or like Maroon 5 or One Republic or like Nickelback or bands like that? And honestly, there's not much difference to me. No. It doesn't matter. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't rather have that. And I don't care. I don't think that Five Seconds of Summer is bad. I don't think they're good. They are vanilla. Yeah. Like... They do. They sound exactly like One Direction with distorted guitars. Yeah. And in that exact interview, they literally say, I mean... I oh, I mean, read, I have that right here. Yeah, read that quote because it just made me laugh. We just saw the boy band thing and thought, that's not who we are. Why would we want to go on tour with them? Erwin explains. But I'm the, big, I'm the bigger picture guy in the band. You know, if you do this, it can lead to that down the road. I was like, dudes, these are arenas. It's 20,000 people a night for a year. They were afraid of us getting labeled like the. They were afraid of us getting labeled the next One Direction. I was like, yeah, but if they come see us live, they'll realize it's not the case. We weren't sure it would work that well. Hemmings confesses. I think we'd only done like 16 shows to that point. <laughs> Plus, we thought we were really, really different than One Direction. They had a really dedicated fan base. We were, were they going to hate us? We definitely didn't want to be called the Australian One D. Um. And he also says somewhere that they sound nothing like them. Yeah. So, you know, a lot this of times... This is uh, the problem I have with that. Is... I don't know if we should take this huge opportunity to play in front of 20,000 people a night. We've only played 16 shows. That wasn't where they went. They just didn't want to be labeled as the Australian One Direction. Not right. that they were fucking underprepared and right. hadn't paid any fucking dues. Right. And are basically just male models who were taught how to play power chords. 
Right. You know, and no, they won't want to be uh, compared to another shitty band they sound exactly like. They do, and like I said, to be like, completely fair in the whole situation, I have nothing against these kids. I don't think their band sucks. I think that the intentions of those statements suck, and I think the entire mindset of it sucks. Yeah, I think that their PR firm is fucking terrible. Because, I mean, I have so many reasons. We don't even have a ton of time, but we can, before Mike calls in, but I mean, like I was going to say, like... A lot of times, you know, maybe a song will be overproduced and live. So I looked up a bunch of live videos of them. The punk aspect of their band is that they dye their hair green and they wear misfit shirts, you know, and they wear Ramones t-shirts. They sound like LFO or One Direction with distorted guitars. And they cover Katy Perry. Right. They don't cover the misfits. They would never. No. No one would let them. Their no. manager's guaranteed. No. It would be their way too racy. Their would never, yeah. They cover Katy Perry laugh. And there's nothing wrong. That's fine. Katy Perry has some good songs. I'm just saying, it's not that I think that band sucks. This is not what... that I think covering Katy Perry sucks. No. It's that you're under this pop punk guise, but it's only because of your image, which yeah. is like the least punk thing ever. Yeah, there's no... This is the problem with it. There's no fucking integrity to it. No. Like, at all. Like, you're not doing anything or proving anything. You're not saying anything because everybody else is telling you what to do and say and think. So... The idea that you think that it's some struggle, that you played 16 shows, <laughs> and then you were offered the opportunity to play in front of 20,000 people. There are bands that I know personally who have been playing for 20 years who haven't played for more than 1,000 people. So Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're full of shit if you want to act like you have integrity in this instance. And that's summed up almost perfectly by this next part. Right. Which is they, they met up with John Feldman. And he said, I thought, wow, these kids could sing and play their own instruments. Uh, most things that come across my desk are either ska or double kick drum and screaming, so it was cool. I think they had done a, co a ton of co-writing sessions with people who were programming the drums. A lot of producers they'd worked with before me tried to push them into the Hot Shell Ray thing. It's a band, that, but it's programmed. Even One Direction, it's a lot of synthesizers. They were super stoked that I wanted to get the drums up and play, or, get, or wanted to set up the drums and play. It was a massive learning curve, Hemming says, of the group's time in London. To be thrown into the deep end like that, I think that's how we've done most things in this band. All the songs back then weren't as good as the songs we have now. It's been a growing experience to learn the art of songwriting. The hardest thing you had to do, you're getting thrown into the deep end when you're a band and you have to play your fucking instruments? Right, exactly. And then, not only do you have to play your instruments... You get so much credit because you play guitar. Yeah. And, I, this okay, to me, this is the same as, like, if I was, like, somebody was like, hey, uh, you have to go perform in, tw in front of 20,000 people as a comedian. Yeah. And I was like, well, do I get to use a laugh track? Yeah. Because this is the hardest thing I've ever heard to do, not working with uh, just canned laughter. No, you know you're what I mean? exactly like, right. It's good Charlotte is 20 times more punk in image and attitude and songwriting in this band. Simple plan. No, absolutely. <laughs> it's more. You're right. And I just, I emailed John Feldman, and I hope next week we can talk to him. I just would like anyone to explain this to me without insulting us as listeners right. and readers. Yeah. It's insulting. It is. It this, okay. legitimately is not. What it makes me think of is like that gross feeling that I get when I watch like news programs and it doesn't matter if it's republic, like right wing or left wing or anything, 
Right. Uh, it's when you see them repeat the same phrase over and over. Yeah. So that it gets in the public conscious and they think that that's what exactly. things should be about. Yep. So when they're publicists and everybody is telling them, okay, keep talking about guitars, this will set you apart from everybody else. You know, you're going to say that you're, uh, you're not like these other pop bands, even though you're exactly the same. You're going to say, well, we play our own instruments and blah, 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 and all this stuff. Uh, which, to me, isn't that big of a deal if that was just what it was. Right. But you have a guy who arguably came from an extremely punk background, which is John Feldman. He mm-hmm. knows all those guys yeah. and everything. He, he, even though it's a poor uh, choice to have a Pennywise tattoo, he has one. Right. Um, you are demeaning the work that every other fucking person you ever met has ever done. Yeah. That's the problem I have with it. You're saying that these fucking kids, oh, they can play guitar. What about the uh, all the people you've worked with before that could play? What about all the people who came up in the scene? What about the guys who fucking died doing that shit? What about Tony Sly? Right. What about uh, Derek Rose? What about any of the fucking people that you claim were your friends, and now these kids come along, you get paid a couple hundred thousand dollars, and then you act like they're the biggest thing because they put guitars in the top 20? The Jonas Brothers did that two years ago. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, that, you're a shithead. That's they, what it comes down to. And they say, literally, we need this band yeah. to be big. It's what are they doing? because <laughs> there are plenty of bands that are huge, selling millions of records. Maybe not millions nowadays, but you know what I mean. The yeah. point. That are awful. Like, Puddle and Mud and Nickelback came out. And there's lots of people that don't use real guitars that are great, like Wallpaper. Yeah. And, yeah, I would much rather Wallpaper be in the top 20 than Nickelback because they have guitars. Right. It's And it's I get the point, but the point, I feel like, is inaccurate and wrong. Yeah. Guitars aren't going anywhere. Bands aren't going anywhere. Yeah. EDM is huge right now. Yeah. It happens. A few years ago, Stained and Limp Bizkit and Corn were huge, and yeah. all that weird scene right. came about. And it's so, like, to say we need this is basically you're putting out this article, and Jonathan as a producer is basically putting this on the cover then apologizing for it by defending it. Why do yeah. you have to defend what you're doing? It doesn't... You should never I have to disagree defend. with it if in you, so many ways. This is... If you are making... Something that you think is good and it's art, you should never have to defend it. This is what it comes down to. All right, here we go. Sorry, we're getting in. It's fine. We're getting interrupted. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's happening? Mike, hello. How are you? I'm good. Um, Justin is here. I guess say hello. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm oh, pretty good. How are you? Good. Your name's Jeff? Justin. Justin. Justin, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Well. So, uh, welcome to Big Snackers. Welcome to our home. Thank you. I uh, got to do your podcast recently, so now you're doing ours, and it was very fun. Yeah, it was great. It was a great background, like the yeah, sunset. We got to do it in the sunset by the water. It was it was beautiful. It was it was very romantic. Actually, <laughs> was I felt like I was like on set of The Bachelorette or something. <laughs> it did. It honestly <laughs> looked like that. <laughs> And here, and here we are, like, we should be, like, we should have, like, a blanket spread down with some wine and cheese. <laughs> oh, I'm hungry like, right now. That's just mean to say. <laughs> we, yeah, that's yeah. actually how we record our podcast. That's what we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, so. No. Um, so, did you get to play tennis? I know we talked on the way here, and you're going to try to get tennis in. Yeah, I did. I played a little bit. Little known fact, yeah. 
Justin probably knows. I actually used to take tennis lessons, and I like playing tennis a lot. I'm not great at it, but I think it's fun. It is very fun, and I'm no expert myself, but <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's great for cardio. It's uh, it's great for people my age, the elderly punk rocker. Say <laughs> <laughs> right. so, Mike. For anybody listening to us that isn't familiar, which you should be, but if you're not, Mike sings and plays bass in MXPX. He does music by himself under well, no, Tumble Down. Is it just you always, or do you ever have a band? Well, no, it's a band as well. Right, I thought. But so. I mean, I write. I still write all the songs, and but it's a lot like MXPX where I have a band, but. I'm still writing all the songs. Right. So. And you also do uh, the Mike Herrera Hour, which is a podcast, which is definitely, I, I know, gaining popularity, and it's great, so everyone should go listen to that. And uh, yeah. t- today, I guess, we can we can talk about whatever. I think we actually, Justin and I were mid-conversation. of uh, I've definitely learned, and I get it, that when we get into some of this stuff, it's sensitive territory for some people. Because understandably so, a lot of people don't want to talk badly about things. It's just that Justin and I realized... We lost our filter a long time ago and don't care at all, so it doesn't yeah. matter to me. But I just I want to yeah. get your opinion on something. Um, okay. There's a band called Five Seconds of Summer. Have you ever heard of them? I've heard of them. I've never heard of them. Well, I've probably heard a song or two. I, I, you know, I just don't know I have. They are basically... Um, they're a new band from Australia. They're all, like, uh, younger kids. They, they're pretty. They play, like pop rock I guess pop music they have distorted guitars and it's not that I don't care or that it's not punk it's that uh just one quote that came from alternative press and John Feldman I just think is weird and I just want your opinion from it is that uh, they said that the reason this band's getting all this exposure is because we need band this band because they're bringing guitars back to the mainstream and I, at first, I thought it was such an inaccurate statement and weird. And the guy in the band, um, well, Justin, read read his quote. What did the guy say? Uh, the main one. The main before? one, the first one that we read about the top twenty. Um, hold on, let me get to here. It is. All right, this sure. is what the guy said. He said, "As as far as our vision goes, all we've ever wanted to do is be is to be seen as bringing uh, bringing guitars back to the top 20. Since we started, what if we could get a song in the top 20 that had guitars in it? So, I looked in the top 20, like, this week, out of curiosity, and 9 to 10 of the songs definitely had guitars in them. And I'm not saying they were good, and I'm not saying, like, some of it wasn't bad, Modern Country, you know, One Republic, Maroon 5 was in there, um, one, I think, rock band, but I was just like, I just think it's weird, because I almost feel like by putting them on the cover of your magazine... And saying we need this band with such a weird blanket statement is almost like making an excuse for putting them on the cover, which I feel like you shouldn't have to do. And I just don't know, like, I don't know if you think it's, like, a weird statement at all. I guess, just, like, what's your opinion on that? Well, it is a weird statement, but at the same time, it's like, these people, this is make-believe, you know? Uh, I never take any of this shit seriously. Right, no, definitely. And it's funny I just laugh. I just laugh at it. Like, <laughs> and we're debating this, uh, and it's such not a big deal. But it's just more interesting to me. Uh, if, you, if you fucking care about what some little fucking kid says, and I have no reason to hate them at all, which I don't. I don't either. Uh, they're don't. kids. Uh, they, they're not who I. What you're probably trying to say is because you know so many kids will listen to what they say and believe what they say. 
Right. Well, whatever. I don't know. I, I think uh, I think they're just trying to sell records, and they're trying to sell themselves as something really cool. Agreed. And it's and, funny. Uh, I, I see everything as a fucking marketing ploy anyway. <laughs> Maybe I'm jaded. No, no I, I agree with you. Absolutely right. And it's funny because I prefaced it by even saying, I don't think this is the band's fault. I literally said, I have nothing against these kids. I don't think they're a bad band. And I don't think it's their fault. I don't think they're like douchebags. I don't... No, nah, at all. I have nothing wrong with them. It's just weird to come out with so, something and say, we need this. this. Is, yeah. But, this is what I think about the John Feldman quote. And this, as this is the first I've heard of it, but um, a lot of times, and this is this is never, I've never, I don't think, given a really dumb quote or anything, but let's not quote my, don't quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, We all have, that, trust that, me. That's pretty dumb. But, I've gotten a lot of requests for, hey, we need a quote about this band or about this thing. Um, what do you think? You know, and and sometimes you're just trying to come up with something that's not the same old, same old bullshit, and you're coming up with new bullshit. Right. And to be honest, I think it's just a, it's just people talking, get flapping. Honestly, right, I agree. and I, I know I didn't want to like put you in a weird spot. I know John is a friend of yours, and I like a lot of his work, and I. I just think, and I I like the people alternative press. I just I, I love John. What? Yeah. yeah. And I've never met John. Oh, yeah. And I know he's a friend of yours. I just I like a lot of stuff he's produced. I mean, I'll tell you right now that I love that Ashley Simpson first record. He wrote some of the songs on it. But I just yeah, <laughs> I'm not kidding though. Justin knows. <laughs> yeah, I bought I know. it the John, day it came out. John John Feldman is huge. I mean, he's huge right now. Like he's he's producing the right projects. He's bringing in the right people to write the songs um, with him. You've he's, uh, he's, he's got that old school hustle mixed with uh, old school producer hustle. He's tied to major labels, that kind of thing. Did I... um, he's, he's finding bands. He's A&R, you know, like he's out there like paying attention to the billboard charts. And so whenever like he, I, I would tell him this straight up. I, I just feel like anything like that, obviously, like he may believe it, he may not, but uh, it's a good narrative. <laughs> well, he he didn't you know, say he didn't like, say let, that though, didn't he? No, he, that he, wasn't him. He, that was the guy from the band who said that. Oh, okay, right. Okay, John Feldman gotcha. said that we need this band. Yeah, he said we need the band back. because they have real guitars and that they're needed, they're necessary, basically, and that I and I I get that coming off Warp Tour, especially Mike knows too. EDM and all that stuff is huge right now. But like, hey, I don't think guitars are ever going anywhere. Kids will never not think it's cool to pick up a guitar and play it. Yeah, I don't I think agree. ever. As much as EDM can get huge, Skrillex can get big. It's not destroying guitar music. No, there will always be guitar music, and a lot of it will be way shittier than non-guitar music, uh, and vice versa. Yeah, but uh, absolutely, it's all, it's all about the songs and the presentation, and if it's got guitars, cool. Right, but, but people don't listen to songs because it. It's got this or that. They listen to it because they like them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, and then, of course, you know the purists out there maybe do listen to like I only listen to accordion music. Fuck everything else. <laughs> I want to hang out with that person. Oh, you are right. Now. <laughs> yeah, what <laughs> I'm only accordion. Well, accordion is not. That's actually like kind of a cool instrument. But like, pick something that's fucking like horrible, horribly annoying. A theremin. Ther theremin can be annoying. Oh yeah, it only does like one thing. 
it's yeah. sort of like funny, scary. <laughs> I, I, I know a lot of people. I have friends that love it and do it. I hate ukuleles. I just, I can't explain to you why. I just do. I don't like them. They make me angry. But uh, I was gonna say. I'm, I have. Yeah, go ahead. On Let's a non-native. Move, moving on. <laughs> well, on a non-native, I was gonna say. Did this happen? I heard it did recently. And I, speaking of you and John Feldman, I heard recently that Goldfinger played a show, but John's jaw was wired shut or something. So he still played guitar, yeah. and there was a Goldfinger show, and you also played and sang and the singer of The Living End, because I would have loved to have seen that. Well, allegedly, that's true. <laughs> Wait, weren't you there? <laughs> I was there, yes. You know, my memory is not, not how it used to be, right? <laughs> Wasn't this, like, really recently? I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> it was a trip. It was such a trip. You got me? You hearing me? Yeah. 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 Um, yes, his his jaw was wired shut. He had this surgery three times. I don't know how public he's been with with what his, his situation has been, but he's got... Basically, the short story is he had sleep apnea and... Um, he would wake up from sleep, you know, choking. So he had to have a surgery for it. It didn't go well, didn't heal well. And so he had to have more surgeries and finally they had to wire his jaw shut so that he couldn't move his his jaw. And it pushed back into some shows that were booked. One show, one actual tour, we, I was supposed to be on playing bass as well, was uh, the Slam Dunk Festival in the UK. Right. And I had, I had booked my... I booked myself uh, as a solo artist as well to do those festival dates. Uh, so it was kind of, you know, it was like two birds, one stone. I don't have to pay for my flights. Like I was like, oh, man, I'm going to actually make some decent money on this gig. Right. You know, it's like one more, one more big job, guys. <laughs> and, but that got, that got, uh, you know, canceled. And, and so we ended up just doing the Toronto show and he's like, all right, I need you to sing. What can you sing? And so I was like, well, I guess I could sing this, 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 and this. And, you know, like there's some of the parts where I just couldn't do it because it's like Superman. Right. It's a little tough with some of the parts. I have a hard time. I don't have a hard time playing the parts, but just remembering, you know, well, yeah. at times. Because we just do, we, we do like these fly out shows where we just do like one show. Um, and, and then I don't play again for a while. So that right. that can get a little hairy, you know. So I just started listening to the songs continuously on my headphones. So like the last couple of days of Warp Tour, I'm getting a little off track. Let's go back to this Toronto thing. Okay. Uh, let me finish up there. So I played five. I did five songs, and we had another dude, uh, Alex, from a band up in Toronto. He was saying probably about the same amount of songs, and. Chris sang two songs, Chris from the Living End. And he was just like, literally had a week or two to learn all oh, those wow. songs. So he was just tripping out the whole time. But like, Chris and I hung out, ended up just partying the whole time after the show and kind of staying up really late. And it was a really fun weekend, like a fast, fun weekend. But singing John's songs right there when he's there, that's not, I'm pretty comfortable with him. Like I feel like he's just another, you know, he's a, a dude that um, you just have to chill with, and he's totally cool. Right. Um, he's super super intense guy. I could but, definitely uh, see that. It was a trip, kind of doing these this no sound check show. That was probably no the sound check. Part. 
with no sound check. Because oh, wow. it never sounded right. I literally asked, have you ever asked for something and you got hi-hat instead? Uh, hi-hat yeah. <laughs> is probably the worst thing you would ever want in your monitor. Hi-hat or snare being super loud are both frustrating as hell. Yeah, definitely. But, oh, that's a cool I got story. a hi-hat and I was just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I was going to say, well, <laughs> I, I know Justin does too, but I, I love the first three Goldfinger records. So, I mean, it's not like I listen to them all the time now. Well, I don't yeah, know. That's, that's mostly what we do is those first couple records. Yeah, that's why um, I, I stomp, thought of Stomping Ground, Hangouts, and the first one. Uh, self-titled. Yeah. Self-titled, yeah. It's great. There's um, so many good songs. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And uh, so, so have you had a, have you done the podcast since your, you have definitely since your accident, but yes. have, have you, have you updated people? I mean, am I coming in like midstream to the podcast? Did I start at the very beginning? Oh no, you're out. We uh, we usually do for, guests for, as the last thing. We've been going for about an hour, hour and a half. Um, we've done okay. two or three since the accident. Yeah, I kept everybody updated. Am I, am I breaking the fourth wall by even talking about the podcast as if we're not on it right now? Oh no, some we sort talk, of space space balls thing. No, no. <laughs> Great we reference. talk about it all the time. We uh, always do. We, yeah. That's basically what our podcast is: is just us talking about how we're podcasting. So yeah, we break the fourth wall on purpose. We break everything we can. <laughs> when is now? <laughs> we do everything we're not supposed to do, probably as a podcast, yeah, and somehow, horrible. much like I think when I write music, is like we purposely do all the stuff we're not supposed to do, and then it just makes us get more popular. Yeah, because you have people yeah. that like us, and then people that are like, "Fuck these guys," but you got to hear this. So I mean, how how is that how has that worked out like musically for you? Um, I, I need to try try that. It's <laughs> musically, I don't know. I just I I just I've always like I think a lot of times, especially like once mixtapes started to get popularity, people would have this idea of like, "Oh, we don't you know we don't give a shit," which we really don't. It's not a gimmick, and I think a lot of people at first thought it was a gimmick. Then people realized right. that it was just my personality. And I mean, all of us. And we just, uh, I don't, I've never cared about that much stuff other than just like, you know, important things. So if I'm doing anything like and just having fun doing it, whether it be our band or this podcast, and like it starts to get successful, you know, this podcast is doing well. Like I think, I think, I mean, Justin's the same, but obviously so, you know, we just think it's funny because it's like, this is so cool. We're just doing what we want and having success or being able to make money or, you know, anything like even like the mixtapes thing is just funny to me because not funny like it's it's something I take seriously as music but uh, it's just lucky you know what I mean I just feel like I'm, we're lucky like yeah. I don't know like I mean you're in a band that's had way more fame than me but like I don't know how you felt like but like whatever the highest point of MXPX was like where you're just like I can't believe this is what we get paid to do yeah absolutely I mean, like, um it's a trip because, I mean, people don't realize musicians are basically entrepreneurs nowadays. I mean, it really is like the new the new uh, face of music is you're basically just an entrepreneur and you have to sell a product. And yeah. it's kind of fucking weird, man. It's just like, it, it wasn't like that. It was like, it's always been like that to a certain extent, you know, with the big acts, but they're not doing it themselves. They've got managers and they've got you know, booking agents, and then of course beyond that, they've got a whole team of people. I remember being on a major label. We would show up in some random fucking no shit city, and there would be a record label person. They're like, like <laughs> so crazy. Like, who's how 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 do they have this many employees? It's you know? almost creepy. And, uh, <laughs> 
Like, we have those employees because we're ripping you off and everybody else. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, uh, I love it. So it's but, funny. you know, like, oh, it still was, it was cool in a different way, I guess, you know, but uh, you have to be an entrepreneur. So, I mean, are you doing, you feel like an entrepreneur or you feel like you constantly have to, like, push your merch and, like, your website? No, like, I, I, I think that's what's funny is, like I said, is... I feel like I always do the do opposite, opposite of what you're supposed to do is – I don't like purpose to not do it at all. I just don't really think about yeah, that never, stuff. You know what I mean? We, I just never – Somebody must be doing it because I see your tweets. I follow you guys on Twitter. Um, It depends. I, I definitely used to, I mean, be more – or less like that really. Like for a while, like every day on the mixtapes Twitter, I would just – I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, rap artist Cameron, but I love some Cameron, but he's a – very hood rapper from Brooklyn and for a while like he I don't know how to explain Cameron is I don't know if he's serious or not serious but he has so many ridiculous lines in his rap that are just will make you laugh out loud of how stupid they are like ignorant or crazy and for mixtape Twitter for a while like for two straight months all I did was a Cameron lyric of the day and I would just find the most ridiculous <laughs> thing that day that he said and that that was our Twitter for a while and just stuff like that it's funny I just it's like having fun and being playful. Like I've I've never been that guy that's just like buy our merch, like check out our album, this or that. I'm just like I, it's in the same way. And I'm not knocking this hustle at all. Justin and I've talked about it on here. If you can go to Warp Tour and stand out there and play people your band and sell CDs like that, that's super cool. Like I'm not being sarcastic. Like I know bands have sold thousands of records by standing in line at Warp Tour. I'm just not that guy. I couldn't do it. Like I just if people want to listen yeah, to songs, neither, I heard, man. Yeah, then that's I, awesome, and I, I appreciate it. And I do take my music seriously in that way, where people want to listen to it. I think I'm more appreciative than a lot of bands I've met and take it seriously, where like people that like music that I'm a part of, like it means the world to me. But I don't want to push it down people's yeah. throats. I just it's it's the same as Justin's a comedian, and I'll push it on people. What? That? I'll yeah. push it on people for you. Right, and Justin is a stand-up comedian, and he's great, and like he's he does better and better. Here and I think that's once, awesome, man. I want to hear that shit. Yeah, I th I think uh, Justin and I have talked about doing like a split music and stand up because I've told Justin I think if Justin get the opportunity to get out there and tour and stuff, he'd do huge. Like he's he's a better comedian than I am musician because I'm only okay at guitar and Justin's hilarious. But it's in the well, same. Well, no one ever spits on you for telling a joke. Then, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, they just threaten me with death. Oh, that's true. Which we can get to because I wanted to. Talk to, to you about that too, Mike. But I was going to say, I mean, Justin, maybe I'm I'm wrong, but I feel like if your stand-up started taking off in a huge way where like you were very well-known nationally, yeah, I feel like you'd have the same attitude, though. Yeah, I wouldn't. I just like... I mean, I have a hard enough time remembering to tell people that I have a show coming up, let alone <laughs> like... You know, standing around, like, sitting on Twitter for hours and hours and hours, like, doing that. and like Promoting your brand. Promoting, yeah, and, like, because like not everybody's going to be Kevin Hart about it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you're not going to make it to that level, like, yeah. you know, like he did, unless you're willing to, like, put everything else on hold and never doing, you know what I mean? And play the game. I yeah. Mean, gotta... I prefer, like, just hanging out and doing, you know, jokes, and then if people like it, then they like it, and they'll come see me again. If not, then... It's not for them, so, you know, no hard feelings. Just don't spit on me again. <laughs> right. Well, I, let's get to that. Oh, my God. I firmly believe, though, that you can have that attitude. I mean, and mixtapes did, and we were successful and made 
money, and I firmly believe that you can have that attitude and be huge. Mm -hmm. I think people like it, and I especially think with the internet, which obviously brings good and bad, but I think with how how much there's no secrets anymore, and which could also be good or bad, but I think people start to appreciate that more now. I think it was harder almost back in the day to have that attitude because people might think you were unappreciative or this or that. But I think just bands being real now can make such a difference because there's so much fakeness and so much gimmicks that... Oh, absolutely. I think... People... It's refreshing to see some honesty. Agreed, because it's rare and that's sad. But I think you could apply it to stand-up, to music, to even filmmakers. I mean, I just... In entertainment now, to see just genuine honesty of someone that's just passionate and isn't playing games is, is cool. Which maybe that's even sad to say if that's where we're at, but I think it's just fact. Like, yeah. it's just rare. Is this, speak, speaking of playing games, are we? Is this live, or is this? Um, I mean, no, people aren't listening to it now. But it'll, it'll be up this evening. Yeah, it'll be up like a half an hour after we're done with this. Yeah, they go up. Every, every, okay, every I don't. I don't edit anything really. I mean, <laughs> I edit very minimally because we just don't have a lot of breaks. Generally, when Ryan and I start talking, we just keep talking. So, like, whatever yeah. anybody hears is basically exactly what we've done. We sit down, and then when it's over, I just upload it. Yeah, the only editing you hear is, like, if I have to go to the bathroom or something, which I'm going to go pee in a minute because right. I just drank this whole Diet Dr. Pepper out of a boot. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, that's basically mine, too. I just go through and but it's pre-recorded. I mean, yeah, it's just right. the technology isn't – and it's hard with life to, to do it, like, live. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering just so I knew whether or not to, like, let people know. Uh, yeah, tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, it'll be up tonight. Yeah. I was gonna say I'll, I'll text so, you all the information. So now, so now is then, and also in the past. That's true, and the future. It's <laughs> all right. at once. You guys just broke every fourth wall <laughs> in my mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> I was gonna say though a so, good example of that to take it outside of just music uh, is I've definitely yeah. I've gone to see Justin a lot of times when I'm in town when he does stand up and he'll just perform with some people where it's like such a clear difference of how hard this other person I watched before or after Justin has like watched stand up and is trying to emulate these famous people. And it's the same with bands. You can apply them so much together. Yeah. Is that I'll watch bands where I'm just like, this band has no personality. Like they are just trying to be big and they're just acting Mm -hmm. like all these other people. And I've definitely gone to see Justin and watch this comedian, like just be like, man, this guy's horrible. He has no personality. And you yeah. can tell the difference of people who are more laid back, like you or I or Justin, where it's like you can immediately tell when he gets on stage, much like I think like when I get on stage and play my guitar, it's it's more laid back, it's more approachable, if maybe that's a good word yeah. for it. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you have more of a rapport with the audience than just standing there and going, here's this song, now we're done with that song, here's this song, now we're done with that song. You know, Right. If, if you like, tweet at me, I'll respond. And I'm not saying it's incredibly hard like it's not like our band became the biggest band in the world but I, we've done really well for ourselves for me and like you know I've, I've smashed every goal I've pretty much ever had and I'm proud of it but I just appreciate it enough that it's not like I don't give a shit like I don't care it's that I appreciate it so much yeah. that I know not to take it so seriously like just to appreciate what you have like yeah. I definitely feel like I'm pretty just, humble but yeah I think I it's kind of interesting to, to realize that Wow, that happens in all these other forms of, of, I don't know, arts and right, art, being a, com- a comedian, an actor. I'm sure there's actors that kind of like emulate other actors that are just absolutely there. 
Absolutely. And I think that's like human nature. We just kind of mimic each other. Yeah. And you start hanging out with people wearing baggy pants, eventually you're going to be like, ah, all right, give me them baggy pants. <laughs> or, whatever, or whatever it is, you know, like, and that's how you start smoking. You know, like everybody goes out for these smoke breaks. Right. And then you're like, well, I want a smoke break, you know, and everybody else is doing it. I want to do that. So they go start smoking cigarettes. You know, it's like human nature is so like not do the work yourself. Like, you know, and there are those people that break out, but there's, yeah, it's pretty interesting to, to really kind of realize that it's, it's in music, it's in art, it's in comedy, it's in everywhere. It is, and it's the mm-hmm. same attitude. I was going to say, a good example, as soon as you said actor, I thought about it. It took me two seconds in my head. I was like, yeah, even just compare like an interview with Tom Cruise, someone like Kevin Smith. And yeah. you'll immediately see Tom Cruise is like this psychopath, <laughs> takes himself so seriously. He's basically a robot, I'm pretty sure. I'm not saying he's not a good actor. He's a great actor. And some of the bands that I think have their personality are musically talented bands. But then watch Kevin yeah. Smith just get on stage with his fat slob, and I mean that in an endearing way, because he's so real and hilarious, and he's just himself. Like, I mean, it's the same, yeah, I mean, across the board from comedy to acting to the arts, like you said, it's the attitude of people who just appreciate what they have and have fun with it, to the people that are just like, man, dude, like, calm down, like Tom Cruise, you know yeah. what I mean? He was on Nerdist recently. <laughs> it was painful, like... He, well, res- he responded to questions like a robot saying what Tom Cruise should say. Yeah. It's the well, best way I can. It, the way I look it's at it. It's pretty trippy, man. Oh, it's, well, that's what happens is, is like everybody everybody loves a loser. You know what I mean? So Kevin Smith, everybody loves him because he's self-deprecating. Yeah. Uh, he puts himself out there, and he's not afraid to like just tell people like what's happened in his life and you know what I mean? Like, it's nice to... Like, people want to peek behind the curtain. Sometimes they don't want that big of one as he gives them, like, you know, as right. far as, like, the way that movies get made and stuff. But, you know, it's nice for the people who are fans of him to get to learn that. Whereas with Tom Cruise, it's the opposite. Everybody does love a winner. If he just repeats the same shit over and over again and never has to really answer for anything, then people just respect the fact that he's doing this and that's that. Like, you see him in America and people make fun of him. He goes overseas and they fucking destroy hotels to try and like talk oh, yeah. to him and like you know what I mean, like it's a completely different level of fame with that. It's like being the fucking president of the United States versus being like a congressman in the small like or like a guy who's on a city council. You're absolutely know what I mean? right. And what you just said is funny because it applies to bands and like comedians as well and stuff. Like some of these bands or comedians or actors and they go to other countries. It's insane. Oh yeah. It's like it's sort of part. Yeah. I like some of his movies. I don't, I don't give a shit what he really. Oh, me believes, too. But I think like, Tom he's a, made he's great a cult leader. I mean, or not leader, but he's, it's a fucking cult, man. Like, they, there's mind no control. There's no question. Yeah, that. There, I was absolutely. Say. You should. Uh, there's, an epi- there's an episode where we talked recently about when Justin went to the Scientology Center with some of our friends. But man, it was wild. Um, yeah. You wow. should find that episode. I'll tell you which one. Dude, I'd, it, I'd be kind of creeped out and like scared that they would somehow get you like, you have every reason to be you never know i mean there's there's serious like technological things that that could be out there that maybe we don't know about maybe oh. they just like give you this cookie and then your fucking some <laughs> chemical gets into your body and then they they can open you like a key you know like a lock you are not entirely yeah. far off of what happened to justin when he went yeah. to the Scientology you're not, center you're not at all not <laughs> yeah I, like the thing the thing is, is gonna, i've already told this story before 
So it would be like a retread, but if you want to go back and listen to it, and then next time you're on, we'll talk about it. But you're not wrong. There is like a weird, there's a bunch of weird shit. And there's some people who like really have drank the Kool-Aid and like, you can tell like they're not them anymore. They're the collective of that thing, you know? Yeah. Like their personality is now just Scientology. They live and breathe it, you know? I've watched some documentaries on it, just fascinating stuff, like people trying to escape from Scientology and like their stories. This this one lady, this girl, young girl, she was like, you just go to this building where you have an apartment and you you have to be in there by a certain time and you have a job to do. You're just working for this church. And it's like, you're away from your parents. They don't let you talk to them, see them. You know, it's just the weirdest thing. And then, of course, things are going to go wrong after a while. People are going to be like, dude, this is a normal person's going to be like, okay, well, one, humans don't like to be, they don't like to be held down. They don't yeah. like to be uh, silenced. They don't like to be, you know, really ruled like that, you know, like treated like a slave. So it's a trip, man. Like, Well, that's like, uh, there's like a bunch of stuff. Like, you ever read like, inter- there, like the girl was on king of queens leah remini or whatever she she was a scientologist for a long time and she left and like they basically like ruined her entire career because she left that church like that like they had lawyers go after like her royalties from that show you know that shows on syndication like 50 times a day go over the place yeah like they had like people going after her like royalty checks and like all this shit just because she left and said like basically said like they were a bunch of psychopaths you know what I mean? Like, they make promises to people to get them to do the things that they want, and then they basically, like, brainwash them into it. I was listening to this thing about the guy who, like, who's, like, the main leader of it right now, and, like, people have, like, literally disappeared under his watch, and then people come forward and say, like, oh, yeah, he was, he'd, like, beat on them and stuff, and then they just disappeared one day, and nobody's seen them since. Like, where they think, like, they've either murdered them or sent them to some weird work camp that maybe they have somewhere. And, like, all this fucked up shit. But the most fucked up one, and not really the most fucked up one, but one of the funniest ones I heard was uh, the kid who was in... You remember that kid who was in the movie Heavyweights? The red-haired kid that's on the cover of the movie? I do. So, you know, like, everybody remembers that kid. And then one day, not too long ago, I was listening to this podcast and these guys ran into him in Los Angeles and he tried to like convert them to Scientology. Oh, no. And he was one of those people. He wasn't like he he like didn't act the same as he used to. His personality completely changed to just be a shill for that. And it's like, oh, if you got to the kid from heavyweights, you know, you can get to anybody at that point. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this this religion started in 1953, 1952, 1953. Right. And, you know, it's based on his book, L. Ron Hubbard's book, Dianetics. Right. And he literally, uh, he just started a religion. Yeah. It's, it's like, I can, I can understand a philosophy, a, a way of life, a lifestyle, but he literally, it's like an actual religion. Like right. There's worship. I don't know what the worship, what they worship exactly. I think they worship the aliens. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's, yeah, I I've literally seen interviews where and Tom they Cruise, themselves are aliens, right? 
Yeah, they're called like Thetans or Thetans or whatever. They're like the souls of dead aliens that got dropped in a volcano back when the Earth was being formed, is what they say. Okay. I was going to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm on their Wikipedia right now. <laughs> yeah. Don't oh, do it, dude, man. Brain, Don't do it. Don't. Brain, brainwashing and routinely, routinely defrauding its members. <laughs> Oh my god. Watch, watch. Yeah. You see what's happening here? You understand what's happening is that we're actually operatives for the Church of Scientology and we got you to look I at figured. that. Now you're going to be part I of figured. it. You you're screwed. We're we're really being subversive here. It's in my browsing history. It's going to be used against me yeah. someday. Oh, you're They're coming right for you. <laughs> Dude, probably the worst thing you could ever do is sign up on the Scientology mailing list. Oh, oh my god. Well, yeah, that's also in the story that I have on that episode so if yeah, you want to know oh yeah, no if you want to know what happens there you can find out trust yeah me. you got to listen to that um what i was gonna say is uh can we just go back in time and, and listen to it in present yeah no. you can and also in the future if you choose to <laughs> <That's true. laughs> um I was gonna only say, only possible with scientology though right yeah exactly what are you gonna say ryan oh i didn't realize Time always goes by so fast when we have good guests. Yeah. I was going to say, um, I want to get into a few other things I want to talk about. Then hopefully, Mike, you'll be willing to come back like next week or something if you have time because I, um, I, this is a very good conversation. I feel like time flies so fast sometimes. Yeah, no worries, man. All good, man. It, it, it's easy. It is. and We, talk, uh, we can talk whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, but uh, I want to get in. I have a few questions for you from people. I don't. We we don't try to get too interview style. You know what I mean. But yeah, of the fact that you are a songwriter and singer, one of my favorite bands. There's just some things I have to discuss. Um, but not to make it all like that because obviously you've heard the same questions a million times. But uh, do you want to get into a few questions people have sent me? Yeah, sure. Okay, we can. What? Why are you looking at me weird? Just go. Just what? Go Why are you looking at me weird? Ask the question. I'm drawing you a picture. We're we're having an interview with somebody, and you're sitting there drawing what appears to be your interpretation of a Scientology alien with a giant boner. <laughs> Dude, I wonder if they do, like... If I'm starting a religion, there's going to be, like, sex involved somehow, right? I mean... Yeah, sure. Get, get in, like, me, get right? in, like take, take a little bit of that, like, jaw... What are they called? What's their religion called? Rasta. Yeah. <laughs> take a little. I take a little bit from that. Take a little bit from some fucking weird cult, sex cult, but just like the good sex parts. Right. Yeah. What else? I mean, like <laughs> a lot of good good snacks. Yeah, you got part have of the snacks. religion should be there's always good food. Um, I I don't know. How, I don't. Anyway, sign me you up. Can ask your question. But, uh... <laughs> I, was, I was just. In my mind, thinking about, like, what the fuck? Why do people get so crazy with these religions? If you're going to start one, it should be, like, really cool. Yeah, you'd think so. Like, just uh, let everybody do whatever they want to as long as they're not being a jerk. And then um, have a snack. I guess that's that's probably called Unitarian. Yeah, I guess so. But they don't have snacks and they don't have sex all the time. So I, I don't know. Uh, the, the sex and the drugs are not involved. Yeah. For sure. So we got to add that in there and then... So it's like an adult only religion. Yeah, snackatarians. Snackatarians. Snackatarians unite. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, the first one. FBI. 
All right, so guys. <laughs> this is a unique one. I, got, I know you've never heard this before, but Cade Eastham said, Mike, what made you want to start or play in a band? Uh, seeing uh, everybody getting laid but me. Yeah, 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 that's fair. That's fair. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know what? We're going to skip some of these questions. Um, I, as a true MXPX fan, I'm going to ask you questions that I think are cool. But, uh, Sorry, that was a dick answer. But. <laughs> no, that was a great answer. That's You just captured the essence of what this podcast is about. Yeah, That was a perfect uh, answer. Perfect. perfect. Yeah, say the first thing that comes to your mind and don't ever apologize for That's it. exactly right. <laughs> and I think that our, our fans and listeners appreciate that. They're the same as us. We all just like to have fun. It's a community good, good. here. Perfect. And the I like being world. told to fuck off. You know, you know when somebody tells you to fuck off if they're, if they're like pissed at you, yeah. Then maybe it's not a, it's not a good thing. But if they're like, ah, fuck off, yeah. Well, then they they like you. And since the second you got on here, me and Justin have been thinking that in our heads to you. So don't worry. <laughs> nice. Um. Exactly. See. You uh, have been in a cool position, which a lot of punk bands get to, but a lot don't. Is that you guys have put out records on tons of different labels and EPs and stuff. What has been the genuinely most fun cool record label to work with and just the fucking worst? I feel like you're cool because you actually answered this. Some people would not probably. Record label? Yeah, like coolest, most fun that you've put out a record with and just the worst. Um, well, I'd say in some ways before everything and after the record label, that team was the worst. And not everybody, just a few key players. Right, including our management, but uh, horrible. But uh, as far as like the funnest, um, that's a good question. When we weren't being ripped off by Susan Nell, when we didn't realize we were being ripped off, like right. the, it's like before knowing that Santa Claus is and God is not real or, or whatever, like that's what it was like, and it was a great experience. Like going to the record label owner's house and getting to like go to baseball games and you know just like do fun stuff and then it all comes crashing down because Santa, Santa's not real right well I was gonna say is I remember being younger like I was a kid and you guys I mean like changed like the way I looked at music you guys and like Goaty Hook and all these bands and it's funny because I specifically remember you guys came out with uh, Slowly Going the Way of the Buffalo and you had this song on there about Tooth and Nail right it was on that record wasn't it it was, yeah. And I remember it just like crushed me where I was like, I thought this label was the coolest people ever. And then like you start to hear all these horror stories of bands and just realize that they're not the coolest people ever at all. Yeah. And uh, I don't... Yeah. Is Tooth and Nail even still a label? They are, but they... I think they sold most of it. And it's very possible he bought like a few other bands and he started something else or something. Does he still have but the rights to, it's, like... just, it's gone through a lot of industry changes, so right. to speak. Does he still have the rights to, like, teenage politics and life in general and stuff? Uh, yes, yes. Um, at some point, I think Poconatchet should be reverting back to us at some point. Right. Um, and, and then the rest will follow as they do. But uh, nice. it's a long period, let's just say that. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. And then, uh, do you have any MXPX songs that you pretty much like people want you to play live or expected to that you just hate to play? Not like you think it's a bad song, just like where you're just like, oh, fuck this song. Um, I don't really like to do Do Your Feet Hurt 
it's just kind of long and yeah. I'm over it <laughs> lyrically. It's just cheesy as fuck. No, I think it's and, cool. Uh, I, I ask these questions but, because... But at like, the same time, I realize that people like it and I don't mind that they like it. It's not that I hate it. I just don't necessarily want to play it. You know? Is that, does that kind of make sense? No, it makes perfect so, sense. We have songs and mixtapes. That's the one. And people will still ask for it. And sometimes they'll do it. But most of the time, they won't. Yeah, even in mixtapes, we have songs where I don't think it's a bad song. And sometimes I really like the song. I just don't really enjoy playing it live. It's like, I imagine Justin in comedy, it's like you even do certain jokes and like sometimes people expect them because they really like that joke from you and you're just like, yeah, it's like that's not anywhere near my best joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. But what's funny about that and what happened recently is that I've decided that I've, I've gotten on a thing where I'm not going to write anything like maybe ever again. Right. What I've decided to do is just give people a pen and a slip of paper and at the beginning of whatever show, just tell them to write down a word or a thought or whatever they want to. Then I have somebody collect them and then write them on cards. And then when I go up there, they just show me the cards and I just make jokes based off that. I love that. It's idea. a way better thing. But also, yeah, I don't really do... If somebody says they really like the joke, it's nice. But I don't want to... Because jokes are also a thing that has a way more limited shelf life than a song does. Oh, for sure. If you went and saw a comedian doing the same set they were doing 10 years ago, like on their special on Comedy Central, you'd be like, Really? But there's some people who love that shit. Bands though. have to. Um, yeah. That's true. That is true. I guess, yeah, I don't know. People like what's comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, they want to hear the thing that they want. It. They just want the thing that they they know and that they enjoy. And, you know, it's the same right. reason, like, like every place, every diner you go to has a burger and fries. Because everybody... Truth. You know, well, I was going to say, it's funny, as much as uh, comedians and musicians are similar... The one main difference I would say is, yeah, when you're in a band, you kind of like have to play these certain songs. You don't have to, but you should if you want to stay relevant sometimes. And comedians, I guess, you know, like yeah. every year or two, you kind of got to switch your setup. Oh, Especially yeah, if you're a huge comedian putting out specials and albums. You can't, I mean, because also yeah. a, a joke is different. I don't want to hear somebody tell the same long joke 20 times. No. I could listen to my favorite band. I mean, like, I watch Less Than Jake every day of Warped Tour just about because I, I love them. So getting to watch them was cool. Yeah, music's definitely different in that way. Yeah, comedy you gotta you gotta keep it fresh. I mean, Louis C.K. comes out with new specials all the time. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, there's Louis no way, no nobody. He's the best of the best as far as like right now. Oh but yeah, Louis C.K.'s always going to be somebody else that'll come up after him, and there's somebody else will come up. Yeah, and it's like that with music. It's like that with you know our politicians, and you know people get they get tired, they get old. Punk Rock is a young man's game. <laughs> right. I, I would say Louis C.K.'s business model is brilliant. Like the money he's making yeah. just because he's smart. You know what I mean? Like he just knows. Because no one knows how to market you better than yourself. And I wish more bands and comedians and actors would realize this. Is that you don't need someone to tell you how to market what you're doing. He seems so calm. Like when I when I, I actually am on his mailing list and I get emails from him now and then. And he's like. He always like reminds you. Um, if you're getting this, it's because you know you asked to be on the mailing list, and I'll try not to bother you too long. Here's a couple things I'm doing. Blah 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 blah. And it's like he just him talking. It sounds like it. And you're like, man, he he sounds so mellowed out right now. <laughs> right. And I like and I like it. Why am I just enjoying reading this email? Right. Um, do you guys ever do you do you, do you know about Bob Lefsetz? He has a, a newsletter called Lefsetz Letters. And it's uh, mainly about the music industry, but he's a writer, and so he kind of just 
goes on about his life and always ends up being about music or, or business or some technology or software or so, something that you should know about if you're paying attention. Right. What uh, is, what, like, I get, is it a... You can get it. You can go to the, straight to the website and read it, or you can get get emails or whatever. But is it good? Do you recommend it? I guess I suppose. Uh, if you're into like the actual business of music, yeah, I think it's pretty entertaining the way he writes. It, not everything necessarily you'll agree with because there's some things that don't pertain very well to like punk rock sometimes, and it's like more geared towards top forty or just the the higher echelon of the music business. But there's a lot of insight on like new technology, new, you know, what what annoys people in the business about the way certain acts do their business and, and so on and so forth. You know, depending on what the crisis is at the moment, hmm. uh, there could be, you know, from now and then there's some big stuff more about Ticketmaster and fees and this and Live Nation did this and you know this band said this shit and All this right. band blah blah blah. blah. I mean. It's it's one of those tough ones, you know. But uh, I think uh, I don't know. I I don't really read a lot about music business stuff at all. Like I don't get same <laughs> you know, like playback or usually that's the shit that I'm like, like fuck. I don't. That's the one part I don't want anything to do with. <laughs> no, yeah, and it, it's yeah, it's probably not for you. But some of the readers out there probably would be into it. Oh, definitely, yeah, that's um, definitely interesting. Um, I was going to say, we have to wrap up here soon, unfortunately. But A, I, yeah, want, I would no like to have you back next week if you have time, because I have way more I want to talk about with you and Justin and some Warped Tour stuff and some good stories. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, we'll just talk. We'll figure out the schedule later, for sure. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, uh-huh. B, I was going to ask you, though, what uh, what is your main – what are you, like, focused on right now? Like, you know, like, what are you uh, – not like being the cheesy guy, like, what are you promoting? Like, you, you don't have to be promoting anything. I just mean, like, what is uh, your main focus right now? Um, well, it's, I'm kind of doing two things. Because I have an MXPH tour booked, but I also have solo dates booked as well. Right. So the com is a place, you know, we're doing some October tour dates. We're actually coming through. Coming to Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati. And I will we're be there be in Kentucky, but it's at the uh, Southgate House. Let me look at the dates. Southgate House. So Southgate that's Island. actually. I mean, there's people probably listening from all over the place, but check out mxpx.com. We're going to be in the Northeast mainly, starting October 1st in Boston. We go to New York, Washington D.C., Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Toronto, Detroit, well, Cincinnati. Go, at the, go see MXPX at these the shows and go up to them. Tell them you're a big Snackers listener and tell them to fuck off. <laughs> It's uh, yes, please do. It's, so simple. it's funny, like, I know you guys got to wrap it up, but, like, doing these MXPX shows and, and when I'm out, like, even just doing solo shows, I'm getting people that listen to my podcast because I do a podcast as well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I know you talk about it. Um, it's a trip, man, but it's cool because I feel like they're actually in on way more shit than a normal person. I completely agree. It's, uh, it's funny because, I mean, yeah, real quick, is, like, even, like, on Warp Tour and the Bayside Tour we did, I had just many people come up to me that were just like, I really love Big Snackers, you and Justin. People gave me presents on Warp Tour to give to Justin, which I need to bring over here because I always forget. No, yeah. Like, I have presents for Justin people brought, and it's it's so cool because those people I did seem to just have longer conversations with because it's like they just feel like they know me because like, they mm. just listen to me and Justin talk every week. And same with your podcast, yeah. which everyone should check out, called the Mike Carrera Hour. But, yeah, it's like 
it's a cool way to get way more personal to people because it's just like when people listen to Big Snackers, they're basically hearing me and Justin converse like we would normally. Yeah, essentially. Absolutely. But uh, well, that's cool. Everyone should definitely go to that tour, isn't it? With Alistair and Zebrahead. It is uh, Zebrahead, Alistair, Serviced. Yeah, Al- Zebrahead hardly ever tours the stage, so it's going to be really great. Yeah, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, I love them. Awesome dudes, and, good friends of mine. They usually stay at my house. Excellent. Yeah, I love those. They're so fun to tour with. Good yeah. dudes. I'm actually going to be doing some dates in, the, in Southern California, San Diego, on the ninth or the fifth of September, and then the sixth in Santa Ana with Zebrahead. I'm opening for Zebrahead and Ataris, and I'm playing acoustic. So that'll be cool. Something different, you know. So I'm kind of going back and forth between the two. Cool. We can talk more. Yeah, let's say. Well, let's talk this weekend. Uh, get our scheduling together, and let's talk more because we have a lot more to talk about. You have been awesome and yeah, very fun to talk great. to. All right. Hey, thanks, Justin. All right, yeah, thank fine. you, Mike. Have a good day. I'll talk to you soon. All right, cheers. See you, buddy. <laughs> that was fun. It's always nice to have people that are so easy to talk to. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which I would like it to It was know. very odd, though, towards the end when he was telling me that um, apparently, like, the nineteen late 1990s is going to be on tour. Here yeah, soon. isn't that weird? <laughs> it's such like a tour where you're just like, in 2014? Yeah. Um, Alistair? Well, I, I like what? Alistair. I love him XPX. I don't like Zebrahead, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Ataris are just weird to me, man. We've talked about it on here before. It's like Chris Rowe and all these like 19-year-old dudes. It's so strange. I know. It is really weird. It's so strange. It it's gets... becoming even more weird because they still play that uh, Boys of Summer cover by the Eagles. And he's starting to remind me more and more of like a Don Henley type that like if yeah. the Eagles had never gotten back <laughs> together, I feel like Don Henley would have gone and got a bunch of like 20-year-old dudes and made the Eagles again. Definitely. You know? Definitely. But, yeah. It's just... I don't know. The Ataris, bands like MXPX, I feel like, do it right to the way where they play, and it's still, like, can be relevant, because they're still on records, and, like, you know, doing this and that. And the Ataris, it's more just, like, I don't know. I mean, they do it because they still have the name. It's the same thing as, yeah. like, when Yellow Card tours. You know, it's like, they still have the name. Like, they're not, I mean, they, they still play off that, what, Oceanic Avenue Ocean or whatever. Avenue. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they even release, like, what, a, a decade anniversary one version of the whole album i think it's weird to come back 10 years later and re-record an acoustic version of your entire record from 10 years ago no i think a it's a song or two yeah sure. that's i think fine. it's super strange man but well, this has been one of my favorite episodes yeah it's been great it's been a really fun one i know we got to wrap it up here in a minute um please as always send questions comments thoughts um i have a lot more questions we'll get to next week and more on these discussions. We always seem to run out of time because we have so much to say about things. Because we are intellectual people. We are brilliant. You know? Yeah, sure. Let's go that route. You know what it's like just to be brilliant? To be honest with you, I don't think I do. I, I don't either. I feel like I'm more brilliant than, uh, what's that guy, Tar- Tyler Farr or whatever. Oh, his name man, is, please but... send thoughts into that, too. Um, as always, rate us. Please spread the word. We appreciate it. It's been... 37 episodes have been a trip and awesome. So. Don't don't drive your truck onto your girlfriend's ex-girlfriend's lawn and don't throw beer cans. Don't people. Don't do that. Don't have it's a bad. pistol with you. Don't um, watch people with binoculars and jerk off. Well, do do that. That's you know, okay. actually, yeah, do like, that. Let's start a community. Like, can we just have a community as like people, man? But Come same on. sex only. If you're a guy, yeah, you don't, don't look, look at, at girl girls. Binoculars. That's no. weird and that's that's wrong. No, don't be an asshole about it. Like, but just share something if with your fellow male neighbor and you're a male. 
Get some binoculars. Did you say leaf. if you're a male named Amber and you're a male? Oh, God. Fuck you're yeah, fucking... I did. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I did, man, Justin. Fuck, man. Who, who are you? What's my name, yeah. I'm asking? What's your name, Justin? It's Justin. Exactly. Yeah. And your name is then Justin also? Lickman. Anyway, thanks for listening. You'll want to check out... Uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> what? You'll want to check out Mike Herrera's podcast, The Mike Herrera do. Hour. It's good. Uh, you can start with the episode with Ryan, though I wouldn't understand why after what he just did a second ago. Um, you Check us out on uh, Tumblr and Twitter and every other fucking Follow place. Follow us on Twitter and talk to us. We... We have a lot of fun on Twitter. Yeah, I'm at the, tweet. Sh- at the schnoo, T-H-E-S-C-H-N-O-O. Ryan's at Ryan Rocks. Well, 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 Put it on the uh, on the blog. All right. At us. <laughs> at. At. Making an okay sign with your hand does not mean at. Ugh. There it is. Did you, come, did you have a song you wanted to end on this week, or did you, you want me to do it? Oh, what was mine? I did have a song. Oh, and that brought me back to a question, but we'll get to it next week. Um, I'm blanking out right now. If you have one, go ahead. I'll, I'll come back next week with one. Oh, I always have one. What is it? Hold on, bro. We uh, Chill out. Yeah, we've been putting good songs at the end, so we don't leave you with a bad taste in your mouth, whatever horrible music we talked about earlier. Yeah. Oh, God. Please uh, tweet at... That Tyler Farr guy and tell him he's a fucking asshole. Tell him he's an asshole and tell him to come on our podcast. I'm going to legitimately email his publicist tonight and I'm gonna. I want to talk to him. So, yeah, I really wanted to talk to him. I would love to. Anyway, so ending the show this week. Thanks for listening. This song is by uh, Mike Bell in the movies. Um, It's very good. The song's called Everyone, Uh, it's off of his album Nothing Works. Uh, The video, if you want to watch it, Go ahead. It's hilarious because all it is is just a, he's he's tied to a chair and it's literally just a close up of his face while women punch him in the face. This is awesome. And I'm pretty sure it's real because he's bleeding by the end of it and it doesn't look like it's fake at all. Right. So hey, that's uh, rad. But yeah. Um, anyway, enjoy. Go listen to Mike Bell in the movies on Spotify. It's so good. You'll love it. Yes. Uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. Bye. 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 <laughs> Everyone that I have ever known